Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 64, take two. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> I am Joe the Widget Wilson, your lead host, and joined as always by my amazing host. First on that list is the gargantuan Eve Arwen. Hey, hey Joe, I'm gargantuan. <laughs> Great to be here at chat room. Great to have you here as well. And joining us, as always, is the gorgeous darling, Louis Alon. Wow, well, thank you very much, Joe. Now, I'm just a little <laughs> creeped out. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Lou. Glad you make it tonight. Lou, you're <laughs> looking gorgeous today. I look marvelous. Marvelous, darling. And joining us, as always, is the gigantic gastric guzzler, David Dean Force Adams. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I really, I was expecting gassy, but that really did <laughs> I consume bile and stomach acid. <laughs> I don't know if, if, if I should be offended or pleased. Uh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> All right, so we have a special guest on tonight. He is uh, a brand new host, official host on Minecraft Off the Record. We're pulling him in tonight to give him the real ropes of the, of, of the show here. Uh, it didn't make any sense, but anyway, we're kind of hazing him, and that is the gnome, Aaron ah! Mac Curry. <laughs> hey, I'm six <laughs> one. Okay, gnome. Hey, Joe. Hey, Varwin. Lou. David. I thought it was a clever using use another silent G. Anyway, it's Mac. It's Mac. Mac. All right, guys. Uh, last night we did record um, half of the show until my power went out, and it went bye bye. Yeah. So we're taking extra precautions tonight to ensure that that does not happen. So we've already recorded this half of the show, but we got to do it again. So we're going to do it again for you guys and hopefully make it uh, less uh, sucky this time and more entertaining. But hey, if you haven't heard it yet, it's new to you. <laughs> there you go. Can't go wrong. <laughs> and for those who have heard it, you know, you get twice the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> oh, they love it. <laughs> All right, how about we uh, get into our sponsors, Mr. Evarwin? Yes, uh, this week's sponsors are Tweaked Audio. Tweaked Audio's classic silver edition earbuds with the microphone. Tweaked's classic silver with mic features a solid metal design, a nylon tangle-free cord, noise reduction technology designed to bring your audio to the forefront and a gold-plated connection that's going to ensure optimal sound clarity. Plus a free storage pouch. And the best part, you get an inline microphone that's going to deliver superior audio clarity. 
Starts at $29.95 on their site, tweakedaudio.com, but with our code off the record, you get them for $19.77, saving you over $10. Now, if you're looking for an amazing set for just a little bit less with that pink touch, don't forget about their pink earbuds still on clearance on their site. Going for $14.90 with our code off the record, all one word, that drops it even further to $9.83. You get all that plus free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and a lifetime warranty, all at tweakedaudio.com. This show is also brought to you by Guild Launch. Looking for an awesome web space to get that guild or community off the ground? And looking sexy and professional? Well, don't fall for those noob sites. 250,000 guilds, clans, teams, and communities can't go wrong. Get your free site at Guild Launch, guildlaunch.com. The only site that can bring you specially designed themes for that MMO you play, such as WoW, Terra, Lotro, Guild Wars 2, EverQuest 2, Eve, Aeon, Swotor, Rift, and so many, many, many more. Gain that competitive edge that only Guild Launch can provide with DKP tools for raiders and even mobile-optimized sites. And that's just what you get for free, guys. Choose from one of their three subscription plans starting at $7 a month, and you'll find features like your own domain, Google Analytics, storage, advertising, attendance reports, and so much more. Stay current with your clan or guild with your very own newsletter, too, powered by Guild Launch. ESO Guild Leaders, your adventure in Tamriel starts here for free at Guild Launch, guildlaunch.com, the power to play and the tools to dominate. This episode's also made awesome by fans such as Zachary C., who likes to say, hi, love the show. I think you guys would love to hear you mention us. We're an Aldmeri Guild called the Order of Talons. Go visit them today on their website, orderofthetalons.engine.com forward slash home and join the Order of Talons today. Also by Titanus, the ultimate mod, who wants to tell you guys it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Lydia being Fusro Dodd off the throat of the world. Hello, Dovahkiin's Titanus here. Please follow me on Twitter at Titanus.com. That's T-Y-T-A-N-I-S-D-O-T-C-O-M. For future updates about this super secret new feature for Skyrim and other Bethesda titles being released on May 1st, followers will be the first to know where to get it. May the blessing of sweet rolls be upon ye and your knee. Yay! <laughs> All right, before we get into the meat and potatoes this episode, we're going oh. to get into, yeah, for you, Lou, a little bit of an incident that occurred, a leaked ESO footage video, and what is it? What does it mean? What was this idiot trying to do? Uh, I think the first thing needs to be stated, angry. yeah, well, besides making Dave angry, it made all of us really angry, yeah, is really. the fact that this guy literally tried to put this game in the worst light possible <clears throat> that he could. And, yeah, Yvarwin, unleash the beat. Man, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know what bothers me about this is the game's in beta. <laughs> yeah, early. <laughs> I mean, if, if you ever have, like, if you ever see the actual game itself and you don't like what's going on, say something. And, you know, the developers can just 
fix it before the game launches. Like, what the hell could you possibly have to say about this game? Oh, <laughs> like, surely that can't be with. You're not playing it. No one's playing it. It's in beta. There's like a select tiny little handful of people that are game testing it. You know, they've been extremely transparent. It's not like anything that you see in this in this video is news. You know, you, you played it uh, at at PAX. So, like, what's I don't understand what the big deal is. And then on top of it, what really bothers me is the fact that um, this was intentionally done to make the game look bad. You know, what What could a person... Oh, yeah. What could a person possibly... Right, Dave? Like, what could a person possibly have against a video game to make it, like, look bad? Like, why would you... Why would you do that? I, a, I don't understand it. Uh, a WoW well, fanboy that's kind of scared? I don't know. Dave? What? Oh, good. You want me to open up on this? Not yet. Um, <laughs> I'm getting ready to, I'll use the chain in a second here. But, uh... What what got to me a lot was that people were taking this as, you know, div- divine evidence that this is what Elder Scrolls Online is, and there's no other way about it. We even got emails saying the same thing, where the guy quoted in the email basically saying, I don't know how you guys could be praising this crap, or have, have praised it after you've played it. It's obviously garbage, and from just by watching that video, and that is complete BS. And to take that... that well, for better like a word, garbage. Going with those G words again here. As um, the holy grail of what Elder Scrolls Online is, you're going to be missing out. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is a, a fan podcast. If you if you like Elder Scrolls, you're going to want to listen to this show because we we get excited and geek out over over Elder Scrolls games. Um, you're never going to hear things like, you know, oh, well, if they don't do this, then we're just unsubbing and they can just screw off and we're not playing this game again. Like, that's not what we're about. Okay. This is a fan podcast. We get excited about these things. And, you know, if there's a misstep, sure, we'll say it. If you've heard anything of Quest Gaming Network, you know, especially uh, our SWOTOR show, we, we always said, like, if there's a misstep, we'll say it. But the fact is, is, you know, we're not praising the game. We're just natural fans. That said, um, what they released, whoever this was, first of all, they broke NDA, which yeah. is a complete backstab to, to Zenimax, put this on the internet, and then they intentionally made it look like garbage to further some kind of crazy agenda that they have against this game. So, uh, Dave, the chains are off. All right, let's see. Where do I want to start on this one? First off, I'm not a fan of the Elder Scrolls series. I'm not... I would prefer not to play Morrowind or Oblivion. I enjoy Skyrim. In comparison with ESO, I'm a huge fan of the Star Wars series. Huge. SWOTOR did me wrong. This game, I got to play it at PAX. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, first off, what you saw, I think we said it very well yesterday, where as it is right now, it's a half-done drawing. Full drawing, it's a half-done drawing. And that's what they're presenting to the people in the beta right now. It's not done. But this is what they're presenting. It's halfway done. Okay, guys? This is what we got right now. Tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, and we'll finish it. What this guy did is he went in 
scribbled over some things, erased whatever. He said it to ridiculous standards. I don't know if this guy was playing on a T9 calculator or what, but <laughs> first off, this, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit more articulate tonight than last night, aren't I? Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> this guy, it, I, I cannot even say just how much of a farce it was just looking at the graphics let alone watching this, I don't know, duck at a computer try to waddle his way through gameplay. There's... Okay. They make Hello Kitty Island Adventure for that type of game player. <laughs> if that's, that's what he needs to play, because that's his genre, and he's coming to ESO and it's like, wow, I can't run it on minimal settings on my calculator... What's this all about? I can't play the entire game with only two keys? What's that all about? That's what I was grasping from his gameplay. That's that's not this game. This is this is that was just an abomination in comparison to what we even played at at uh PAX PAX East. East, which is they've had two betas since then. And and come on. Yeah, it wasn't. I a can't fair even shake. imagine what that thing looks like now. What it looks like now, it has to be like freaking cherubs floating around, and like you <laughs> log into the game, one of the cherubs pops out of the game and hands you a cookie. So, I mean, it has to be like that now because of how ridiculously great it was at PAX East. Real I can't even express that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lou? As I was trying to, I guess, make my point last night, I, I look at this as complete game sabotage. All right. Obviously, this person has an agenda. They don't like Zoss or Bethesda, or maybe they just don't like the idea of an Elder Scrolls MMO. And they did their best, you know, went out of their way to make the game look as completely bad as possible. And as Barwin was mentioning before, you know, this jackass, whoever it is, took someone's beta spot. Okay. Someone who earnestly believes in Zoth and Bethesda and wants to see an Elder Scrolls MMO succeed. All right, this piece of garbage went out there with his or her own reasons to say, you know what, I can't stand this. I'm going to do something. I'm going to make a statement because I can. You know what, because I'm a coward hiding behind the shield of anonymity the internet provides. And that's what this person is. That's what, I don't think anybody is on the internet. They're just freaking cowards. And what really scares me is the fact that, you know, if this keeps happening in the industry, sooner or later, no game company will want to close beta because they, they will find out, you know, you know, we can't trust anybody outside of our own company. Yeah, Lou's right. It was a cheap shot, and because of it was a, a cheap shot, it was a cowardly move. Okay, it, it's just a coward's play, yeah. all right? You know, you may have to decide, though, but tough, tough, you know, jackass out there thinking he's all that and a you know, play the chess because, oh, yeah, you're never going to find me. I hope they do, scumbag. Well, yeah, the idiot he had, had his character name. He had his character you know, name on the video. Up for it. The, the thing had his name in the gameplay. They knew exactly who did this. Yeah. They called, get you, son. You best run. Well, I, I, I would really <laughs> hope that Zaza oh, does the right thing and, and nail this ass munch to the wall to make him an example to the internet. So, you know what? You want to play our game? This Guess what? NDA is a legally binding agreement. If you think we don't have any legal rights to persecute you, you may think again. You know, because the internet community sometimes gets out of hand thinking they can do anything they want. 
because these companies lack the will to execute it. You know what? Zoss should. And say, look, this is what's going to happen. This is our intellectual property. It's our property. This is a business agreement you're entering with us. Don't screw with us. You know, and if it turns out this, <clears throat> this person, this beta tester, was a little kid, you know what? I hope they stick it to his parents. Because what's your kid doing playing this kind of, playing this kind of game, first of all? Signing this kind of agreement without your authorization, without your know-how. It, it, it just boggles me. <laughs> and, you know, before I, I, I totally go off, the fact that there are people out there who ate this thing up for breakfast and wholeheartedly believe it, wow. You know what? I have a great, huge pot of coffee with STFU on it that's just for you. <laughs> because if you need this kind of footage to, to submit your decision without actually experiencing any gameplay yourself in front of you, you have bigger issues in life that you need to deal with. If you need someone else know, to keep for you. But don't you think that they should have released the beta completely done and, and have it completely polished and ready for shipping, you know, I don't know, how many months? <laughs> uh, eight months before the th- dang thing is even possibly scheduled to come out? Yeah, the, yeah well, the U.S. Postal Service takes forever nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here, very quickly, here's here's the issues that we have with, with this beta. Um, <clears throat> not the beta, the uh, the video, okay? The beta video. It didn't show any of the strengths of the game, all right? The, the graphics, first of all, were, were dumbed down um, to further this person's agenda, saying, you know, like, this, this game looks terrible. Um, and even if they weren't dumbed down, or even if, if your machine can only handle what, what was displayed, okay? Those aren't the, the, that's not the look, and that's not the visual look that is going to get shipped. It's not polished yet. It's in, it just came out of alpha beta. This is early, early beta, it just came out of alpha testing, okay? It's extremely early beta. The graphics are not going to be what's what's released. So if you're getting hung up on the graphics, you have nothing to worry about, all right? They're going to polish it up before you even you even get it. So on low-end machines, it's going to look better than what this video showed. That's number one. Number two, they didn't th- show you the strength of this game. The strength of the game is in the variety of what you can do for your character, Okay? One of the big problems with MMOs these days is they give you three skill trees, usually a tanking, a, a DPS, and a healing tree, or some mix thereof for your character, i.e. Rift, i.e. World of Warcraft. That's great. It's fine. Works very nicely. But now we're ready to move on, and this game does it very, very well. There's a tremendous amount of options you can do in this game. It didn't show that. There's no possible way it could have shown the depth of what's actually in the game as far as your character's creation, because... It, you would, in order to fully realize it, you would actually have to get your character up to fifty, in order to really feel the the depth of of uh, of, of character creation in the game. And obviously, uh, that didn't I, happen. I, oh, sorry. It also only showed the starter area for Stros Mackay, which is extremely linear, due to the fact that a it's still in beta, and b it's a starter zone. You know, once you get out of Stros Mackay, I'm sure it's going to be completely different. That said... Many, did they even say how many levels it was? I'm sorry to, to track. No, no, go ahead. Um, I don't even know if they said how many levels, because I played with Lou, and I know we didn't even see a fraction of the starter island that we were on. Not even, yeah. How many quests did we complete? Like, five? Yeah. It takes that like, long, because we were going to Lowe's place. <laughs> 
Yeah, and we were everywhere. We were zoom, mm-hmm. zoom, zoom. And I still know that I, I probably didn't even touch a half of that island. That thing, there's so much to do, even in the starting area, that wasn't even shown. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Roaring Potato in the chat room is saying, I was, I was so annoyed when at the start of it, he customized his UI to make it look bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the agenda has, is, is... Aaron, do you have any thoughts on this before we move on? Uh, yeah. What you were saying about when how the character customization, you'd have to be at level 50? Yeah, at least. <clears throat> Well, not only that, but you'd have to have multiple characters, too. I mean, you can customize a character pretty far, but, I mean, even with customization, there's still so much that you will need an alt to probably accomplish, you know? So with just the one character he showed for a little while, I don't think he could even scratch the surface on what the possibilities even are. Essentially, you're right, but there is some some room for debate for that. Joe could tell you that um, this game is going to eliminate the need the necessity of an alt to experience different sides of the game. Yep. Blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> I'm still going to have like 10 alts. I don't care. All right, guys. We have some meat and potatoes to get into the show. And uh, we're going to lighten things up a little bit here with Lose in Gameplay. Thank you very much, kind sir. But had a busy week since we last spoke. To play in the Battle Mage, I have my Assassin main still parked on Soul Slime at the moment. So for the past few days, playing with the Battle Mage, and now I got up to level 35. Nice. Yes, yes, I'm amazed at how... I, I think Yvonne and I talked about this the past few days as well. Like, I'm amazed at how fast I've leveled this character, considering my Assassin took over a year. Well, plus my four other alts. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, this, with this Mage character, I think I've only been playing her for... About six or yeah, six or seven weeks. And she has progressed much faster. Much, much faster than my assassin main. Uh, I finally got her destruction up to one hundred. Nice. Was very tempted. Yeah, was very tempted to hit the legendary button and go, no, no, not doing it. <laughs> Things in this game are still tearing me apart and I'm afraid to actually take any of my uh skills, especially that. Bring it back down. Just for the sake of uh, you know trying to get it leveled up and, and leveling up faster, but no, it's going to stay at that for a bit. But one day I may do it though, but not now. However, that being said, destruction at one hundred with the spells of incinerate, icy spear, thunderbolt, wall of flames, wall of frost, wall of storms. Man, oh man! <laughs> oh my effing g! Yes, it's going all over the place, aren't you, Lou? <laughs> it's a spell. Oh my god, yes. However, Magic and Drain, holy crap, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I pushed my Magic up to 600 at this point, and maybe four or five <laughs> casts of th- any one of those spells, well, except maybe for the wall, the wall spells, and I am down to like, I see a little, psh, that little sound you get, like, <laughs> can't cast. <laughs> a little bit of a drain, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Oops. And therefore causing me to drink magic potions like I'm an alcoholic. You just end in the bar. Enchanting, 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 Lou. Yeah, I have to work on that still. It's only at 65 at the moment. I got to work on it. (laughs) (laughs) Having too much fun blowing stuff up around Skyrim. But I I will take some time, actually, sometime this week, too. Well, you got to look at it like this, Lou. Sorry to interrupt, but um, if you get your enchanting to 100 and then dual enchant everything with, like, um, 
increase mana and then destruction mana reduction, you can blow everything up without restriction. Mm, no soft hard caps with that. Delicious oh, for the major holic. <laughs> yes, there is a soft cap, one hundred percent. Oh! <laughs> Zing! Dave won me zero. <laughs> and a little thing I've forgotten though was about the the Atronach Forge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do forget about that thing. Yes. I mean, I uh, you know I did the quest for the college, and then once I was done with it, pretty much forgot about it and realized, why do I only have one Atronach? Oh, wait a second. I had to go get the other ones. And this ties into a really laborious story because of, you know, you, you do need the ruined books for once in your life in this game. Much to my chagrin when I'm like, oh, I'm at the forge. Oh, wait. Ruined I've, books. I've never used the Atronach Forge. I mean... Do you you need ruined books in order to use that? For uh, some recipes, I believe, require it. Yeah, yes. for spell yeah. recipes. Wow, I didn't know that. So the Storm and Frost Atronax, yeah, you need the ruined books. So my happy tale had to go back and say, all right, what's, what's nearby? <laughs> I literally had to find ruins and go walking through them again just to find some ruined books. And wouldn't you know it, yeah, I go to these places... And it's never the first, second, or third moment. It's always going to be the air, like halfway through the dungeon, or it's very, and like you got to be kidding me. <laughs> They're always oh, plentiful when you don't need them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I spent ten minutes in the first place, and I'm like, wow, and I without one freaking book. I was like, seriously, only one book? <laughs> this this rune has been here for thousands of years since the second era, and I've only found one rune book. Okay, maybe yeah. it's just <laughs> they were gamers. They didn't really read much. <laughs> uh, they didn't need to. They were too busy making uh, traps in their in their burial chambers. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, preparing Draugr to make our lives miserable. Yeah, sure. they're too busy leaving their embalming tools all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> putting <man>. rats, <laughs> embalming tools. Yeah. Check my inventory all the time. There's always probably about five of those in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, those and uh, what is it? The the pots. Oh yeah, cast iron pots. <laughs> Yeah, plates. Pair of, of Skyrim forceps. <laughs> I wish you could like wield those things as weapons. Some... Run around. I drain you fluids, fool. <laughs> I think I got a fork the other day. Does that count? It might. It should. I don't know. I don't Set up a nice uh, dining set. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Makes me feel good, like Betty Crocker. <laughs> Fancy Dovakin. Right. All right, Lou. <laughs> I've been getting Lydia. Uh, armored in full ebony armor at the moment. And what I have been able to do is I've been giving her the frost and fire resist and the health and stamina boost on the armor to help her out. And it has oh, it has a pretty good effect. I mean, my enchanting is pretty low, so it's not that noticeable. But from what I'm doing, from what I'm experiencing so far, she's gotten a lot better in terms of survival, which is amazing. So I, you know, I only have to reload a file every now and then as opposed to every five minutes with her. In a battle because she gets stepped in the way or you know she just dies mm. <laughs> when she bum rushes two drugger death overlords I, I don't know what to do it's like you <laughs> you've only got an enemy axe and shield oh bye bye Lydia yeah yeah, yeah. And, oh, wait here come the words of power from them oh oh look at her fly back wow <laughs> that's a, that's a nine on the scale <laughs> that's a nine for a death dive right nice there. form <laughs> bonus points for airtime <laughs> Terrible execution, but great form. 
But all this time, though, I've been feeling the effects of neglecting my conjuration. It's only <gasps> a 36, so every time I have, I have a free moment, I'll just conjure up an Atronach out of nowhere. Do you, get a lot of, do you get a lot of skill-ups when you do that? Um, I've only been doing it the past couple of days, so I haven't noticed it. But yeah, I've I got up maybe two points so far. You get points ticking for every few seconds you have an Atronach out? And okay. a bonus whenever you enter combat with an Atronach summoned. But Uh-oh. if you have, if you summon it and then get into to a fight, that mm-hmm. bonus applies to the summon that you did before the fight. And if you really so, want to level it quick, use a soul trap at the beginning of the fight. Yes. With a conjured, with your uh, pet out, you'll level up fast. And conjured weapons, conjured weapons are what? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> math. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of math. <laughs> Yeah. On another side note, I've also been going after all the dragon shouts. Good luck with that. But, yeah, all yeah, well, well, as many as I can get at the moment. I mean, I want to have them all maxed out before I go back and attempt to kill the uh, you know world destroyer over there. And I'm actually at the point to where uh, Angear actually says they and there's nothing but silence, so I guess I found them all that he's willing to give me at this point. Or I'm wondering if it's because I actually started the rest of the story, main storyline where um, I actually spoke with Parthenax. Hmm. I don't know if that would stop it. Yeah, so I guess I can't rely on him anymore to give me the, the words power, so I guess I have to just, just go do a shank and parkour around the world. Parkour. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fine myself. Leaping from uh, mountain ledge to mountain ledge looking for yeah. uh, word walls. Look at that cave! What's down there? Nothing, Lydia. Keep walking. <laughs> There is the trick of talking to an innkeeper, well, the dude behind the counter, and asking him if he's heard any troubling news lately, and he'll tell you about dragons in the area. Also, if I remember correctly, I think Esbern will tell you where some word walls are, too. Well, oh, okay. Nice. I'll have to go back to uh, Skyhaven. There you go. So, uh, Esbern and innkeepers. And the old farts. Yeah. Can't go wrong. There you go. Uh, Lou, how many of these things do you have so far? Oh, the the masks? Oh, seven out of the eight right now. Wow. Considering this is my newest character, <clears throat> and my uh, my main only has three, I have seven out of the eight. I was talking about <laughs> dragon shouts, but uh, I'm oh. impressed by, by the number of masks here. <laughs> no, that's <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Was that on purpose? Well, shouts, was that on purpose shouts, that you got that wrong twice in a row? Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm just reading this wrong. <laughs> I just see dragon. Like, oh wait, total deja vu. Yes, <laughs> but I have sixteen shouts so far. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, and uh, more than half of them are actually all full. I have all three words. Wow. At what level are you? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Wow. I was really surprised yesterday when I heard this the first time. So I have to act especially surprised today. <laughs> I'm on a mission to get these damn things. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome, dude. Wait, he really is 35. Yeah, confirmed. Okay. So the apocalypse has started, or what's going on here? It's about to. When he hits 50, okay. you know it's yeah, just you know, fire and brimstone. Thanks a lot, Dogs, Luke. Cats living together. Yeah. <laughs> Complete anarchy. <laughs> Mention Twinkie, the size of Manhattan Island. It's a pretty big Twinkie. But as I mentioned before, with my little gaff there, uh, the next thing I've been doing is going after the, the dragon priest masks. 
Nice. Uh, as I mentioned before, seven out of the eight. I still need uh, was Nacrin from World Eerie's Eerie. And then I'll just have to use, uh, I guess, or at least put on the wooden mask. Uh, or complete that part of the quest, Jane. I think Dave was explaining to me yesterday about how to get yeah. the, all of them. You know where you got the wooden mask from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just go back there, put it, put on the wooden mask, and the wooden mask totally does like the Jim Carrey makes you all green thing, but <laughs> lets you play with the room. So, <laughs> cool. I get the Cameron Diaz in Skyrim. Awesome. I'm pretty much no. nice. Delorean. <laughs> yeah, it's totally a Delorean. I'll, I'll second the Delorean comment. Awesome. And oh, but Crispy left ready because I know just for her, I finished doing the quest for the Sanguine Rose. So I finally have that Dejic artifact. Nice. Yeah, also picked up the Spellbreaker. Spellbreaker? Spellbreaker! And Spellbreaker! <laughs> <laughs> Rune's Razor. And all three are currently, well, two of them are sitting <laughs> in a chest in my house on Breeze Home while uh, Lydia has Sanguine Rose on her. And speaking of that, I also am going after currently the. I'm doing Break of Dawn for Dawnbreaker. Oh, Dawnbreaker! Oh, Dawnbreaker! I, I, I never, <laughs> I never get tired of the Dawnbreaker quest. That's that's awesome. Uh, I wonder why, Marlon. Awesome tomb. It's a I mean, it's a cool little quest. Yeah, I love it. It is. I mean, I, I like the fact that you know when you had to go in there. Spoilers: if you didn't do the quest yet, after all this time, folks. Spoilers. You know when you're using that beacon using that light to, to get everything, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, they yeah. finally used something like that. Lou, after over a year and a half of the game being out, I think we're spoiler okay now. Yeah. Okay. I think there's no such thing as a spoiler anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I think I was mentioned to Warren a while ago, maybe last week, uh, during one of our, our uh, live streams, is that um, I really wish... I mean, I, I love the fact that they have, you know, the Dawnbreak is a, you know, a sword weapon, but I really wish that maybe if Bethesda had more time or maybe thought about it, they would have made, like, a mage equivalent of Dawnbreaker. Like, Meridia would, would give you, like, hey, are you a mage or you want to play a mage-type class? Here, you know what? Here's a staff that does the same thing. Well, isn't that what the, the Wabajack's all about? Wabajack? Wabajack. Really, you're just like calling out things that you know I'm going to repeat back in a weird voice. <laughs> but, but yes, we have a deck with more predictability and more control. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> every time you use the Wabajack, I mean, it's great. I have it on me, but it's like nine out of ten times I end up just reloading the file again because I lose. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like summoning a level J more. Oh crap! Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm dead. That's a great death animation for myself. Look at that. <laughs> That's so why I, I preferred the Wabajack of Oblivion. As opposed to here? <laughs> like, yeah, here Oblivion is predictable. Here it's a crapshoot. And I think they did it intentionally. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but still, wow. Some frustrating moments, though, with that weapon in my hand. You're like, you gotta be kidding me! Wow. Use it at your own risk. Yeah, exactly. I'm also currently doing a Dage's best friend for the Master Clavis file. Uh, the mm-hmm. House of Horrors, for the Mace of Morlock Ball. Which wow. I, yeah, I fully intend to give it to Lydia. And give her all the soul gems. Here, you do the dirty work for these now. Lou, what's going on? You're, you're, you're getting all crazy this week. You know, you're doing all these these uh, quests, getting all these Daedric artifacts. What's going on with you? Uh, you know, it's not even a second win for Skyrim. It's just more like I, I found another style, another play style. 
that this game fully supports and allows me to actually experiment with. You know, I know we've all said it before. You know, this game, with its freedom that it's given us, you know, and we still have, you know, we still find something to enjoy, even after all this time it's been out. Yeah. Okay, you know, we all have friends that say, you still playing that game? Pfft, come on, I beat that game in a week. You know what? No, you didn't. <laughs> I, lies. It's been a year and a half. I don't think I still beat everything yet. Yeah. I, I mean, there are places on the map I've discovered on this particular character, my mage character, I have yet to see on my level 49 assassin, which is amazes me. It's like, wow, I've been playing with that character for almost eight months. Yeah. And I don't even have a third of the things she's got on the map. Well, that's also Shank, you know, thanks to Shank and his walkabout uh, rubbing off on all of us. Playstyle, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I've been holding off on the Civil War storyline. You know, I haven't given the, uh, I haven't given your biography the message from Jerome Tullius because, you know, I really want to just put that to the side for now. Have you ever done it on any of your characters? Yes, I actually did it on my, uh, my assassin. She's done it. She's done it and she actually did, you know, go with the Legion and conquer Windhelm and ground that okay. city's rebels into dust. <laughs> now, do you prefer the Legion over the Stormcloaks in general? Yes, I do. I Good do. man. I, I always preferred Imperials. Uh, I don't know why. Just just is. Um, you know, and after reading, you know, the storylines on both, and I know there are people who support the Stormcloaks. They love that storyline. That's great, but I no. I love the Imperial storyline. Okay, it's also poetic justice when you meet a certain someone in Solmengard, and he missed the mistake he made. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Was a mistake because guess what he did? He admits I weakened Skyrim. He weakened his nation, and guess what? Now the Elmer Dominion, who the Nords say they want to fight to, the, yeah, guess what? You can't now because you were so wrapped up in your own needs. You weakened yourself, and now the else can just walk in and step all over you. <laughs> now, are we talking about the guy that prefers his calcium in a liquid uh, form? <laughs> <laughs> Milk drinker? Milk drinker. <laughs> Milk drinker. Wow, really? We're going to repeat everything tonight? <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, I, I will get to it sooner or later. But, you know, there are a bunch of quests I, I, I want to finish up in Windhelm before I totally go back in there and just fry Ulfric this time so they're stabbing him. <laughs> and yeah, again, I have to give a shout out to Shank because I'm blaming him since I'm walking everywhere now. And again, as I mentioned before, I'm just totally amazed at what I've been finding out there on this map. You know, little things, little stories here, little quests, little side quests I've been doing. And, and just the sheer amount of stuff that's out there that Bethesda put in this game. Yeah, that I'm experiencing for the first time on this character. It's amazing. You know what I kind of feel like? And Joe, maybe you'll back me up on this one. Walking around in Skyrim and any Elder Scrolls game kind of feels like watching Lord of the Rings, the extended edition, for the first time. Ooh, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because after, after you do it, it's like after you watch Lord of the Rings, the extended edition, it's like the theater, the theatrical release doesn't exist anymore. You're like, why would I watch that garbage? <laughs> Out in the West, Bradford just picked up his ears going, wow, listen to that. <laughs> so let's talk about Lord of the Rings. They really do care. Yeah. All right, guys. We have an email from Steve in Minnesota. 
Just keep him in your shoulder. Hello, Elder Scrolls off the record. Hey, I just want to say what a joy it is to listen to you guys and your program on my work day, driving around, delivering stuff. It gets me, it really gets me through the day, I gotta tell you. I have a question for you uh, regarding the Elder Scrolls Online MMO experience. Um, I'm wondering about, uh, and I've, I'm not familiar, I've never played an MMO before. Um, I'm just curious about uh, communication uh, to other players, you know, your friends, what have you. Is this, is this like a microphone, uh, headset type uh, situation? Are you, are you able to speak to other players around you in the world? Is this, uh, are you typing messages? Is it all of this stuff? Uh, um, I'm wondering what that would be like. Uh, communication. Um, can you enlighten me at all on this subject? Thanks. Uh, have a great uh, day. Bye-bye. All right, Steve. The uh, communication. What's Dave? Dave's putting himself. All right, all right, Dave. <laughs> Ray, since you raise your hand. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you use smoke signals <laughs> and carrier pigeons, uh, and at a high enough level, you actually get those little plastic cups with a string tied between them. <laughs> you fox yes, it. Yeah. No, actually, you go outside um, of town. And you fox it. <laughs> no, from, no, from man, I fans. Saw, Sorry, it, it's okay. You suck. <laughs> from what I saw in game, uh, there's in-game chat. I don't know about voice chat. I know some games have it. Okay, a lot of games have their own built-in voice chat that are horrible. Crap! I really hope they just yes. Thank you. <clears throat> wow. Um, <laughs> Notorious. Oh, wow's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, even, even Mike Morheim like said it. <laughs> when Morheim, yeah, Mike Morheim has said it that. <laughs> um, really, ESO team, don't waste your time on in-game chat. Honestly, I know that our our guild was probably going to have a chat. Probably in either Ventrilo. We're probably going to go with Mumble because Lou will skin us if we don't. What's up? We'll probably be using Mumble because I think Lou will skin us if we try to use anything like um, Vent. Does he not like Vent? No. Vent no. is well, evil. TeamSpeak's easy as well. It, they, TeamSpeak 3 is a lot better than the, yeah. the horrible oh, I like versions they had in the past. I've only ever used Vent, and that's only because of the uh, Minecraft server. Well, um, you know, to answer the question directly, basically every MMO has has a chat box, usually yep. located in your lower left, uh, and you know you just mouse over to the little little area that you can type in, or you you hit like the T button or something, enter. and and you could just type whatever you want and hit the enter key, and boom, there you go. You've you've said something in in zone chat or general chat or or trade chat, all different kinds of and you can uh, switch between the different areas that you're talking to. Right. Uh, further than that, <clears throat> usually gamers invest in, in voice over internet protocol servers such as Ventrilo, Mumble, TeamSpeak. Um, and these are all free to download. And then some people decide to, to get the, uh, the servers, which are, you know, they, they charge a subscription per month and, and they'll host it for you. And that's basically it. So, 
you have both options. You've got a third-party uh, download VOIP thing that you can download, um, or just stick to stick to chatting via the in-game chat rooms. And one of the cool things about MMO chats that most people don't know about who've never played MMO is what they call the email system, as well mm. as the, uh, the the slash commands. Uh, slash commands yes. is what you use to switch your, your in-game channel, like forward slash party, we'll talk to your party, or forward slash P, we'll switch you to a party chat mode, or you can do forward slash T space, de-enforce crap audio, and you can <laughs> send him a direct whisper. Um, you also have like forward slash dance, which put your, your guy into a little dance animation, all kinds of goodies. I had Shank rolling on the floor, just laughing when I, sh- I demonstrated the, what an emos can do through a... a, a um, Many of the different MMOs that we play. Well, every MMO we play. I was I was showing him through the uh, the Joe Bradford one. <laughs> Lotro. Yes, the thank Joe you. Bradford. Oh my gosh, my my brain went. <laughs> Joe Bradford online. It went. My my brain just went out the went out the window right there. That was so weird. I was showing him how e- emote commands work, and he was just like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." So I'm assuming it's gonna be the same way in Elder Scrolls Online. Because what little I played with the chat when we were doing the uh, PAX East event had a very big feel that it had a very standard MMO type of feel to it. So you hit enter, you, you type what you want, you hit enter, and boom, you're talking. So that's it, I guess. Any last thoughts before we move on, guys? Negative K. Um, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some uh, bad news, kind of, sort of. Well, yeah, yeah. bad news. Here. Yeah, the era Sadness. of Skyrim is over. That it is. That it is. See, it ain't so. so. <laughs> okay. Oh <laughs> 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 well, yeah, here it is. So so. <laughs> Monday, April 15th, Bethesda announces on their blog and Twitter they are moving on from Skyrim and will now dedicate the bulk of their developers to future projects. Some of the community have asked Bethesda directly if this means there will not be any more DLC for the fifth iteration of the Elder Scrolls series. Pete Hines, the vice president of Bethesda Softworks and director of public relations, stated this on Twitter. For those asking, yes. Today's thanks, farewell, Skyrim post does mean there is no more DLC coming. End quote. Concrete confirmation that no more DLC for Skyrim officially ends the cycle of development for The Elder Scrolls V and thus the era of Skyrim. Bethesda did state that minor updates will be ongoing, however, they did not state what those updates would entail. The announcement marks both a sad and exciting time for Elder Scrolls fans, since this announcement means we won't have anything new in Skyrim to look forward to. However, somewhere in the seven development studios Bethesda owns, there is the promise that a developer is toiling away on a long string of code that will soon be the spark of the life that ignites the fire of the Elder Scrolls VI. All right, guys. Sorry. Now this is the uh, official end of the development cycle for Skyrim. Doesn't mean you can, doesn't mean you have to stop playing the game by any means. There's if you're on PC, you have the modding community, which is still going very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, they're getting so good in most cases, it's almost like DLC with some of those. So let's go ahead and have a quick moment of silence for the uh, passing of this Skyrim development. 
And that's good enough. Let's move on to our favorite memories in Skyrim. Really? <laughs> I wasn't silent for long enough. <laughs> Your moment of silence nice. left me wanting. <laughs> you were like dead quiet right there, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, I'm your, sorry, volume, I said, dude. your moment of silence was not long enough for us console users who don't get mods. Oh, well, that's your fault, not mine. All right. Um, just kidding. I'm going to get hate mail for that. Oh, geez. <laughs> what are our favorite memories in Skyrim, gentlemen? I want to know. I'm going to start with uh, any mini mini mode touch it host. Aaron. My favorite moment in Skyrim that would have to be when you're loading up the game for the first time and you're on the cart and it kind of just like you're coming, you know, from unconsciousness and you're waking up mm. and you just see the world kind of fade from black in front of you and you're like at least for me cuz I've played the other games this is a whole new world that I get to explore like that moment for me was probably the most exciting thing of that whole year of 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 2011 <clears throat> like that made me giggle and and smile in the first days and days and weeks I, I, I just enjoyed everything I could do in there. But that, that initial moment when the game starts up is what made me smile the most, is what made me happiest. You know what <laughs> I got for you guys? <laughs> Don't judge me, man. The best <laughs> moment ever in Skyrim. <laughs> I will oh, never great. forget Now mine the... just sounds sentimental. <laughs> the pew pew. Introduce me to the most awesome thing in video gaming. All right, Mr. Varwin. Oh, God. Uh, how do you pick? I mean, there's there's so many things between, between uh, for, for us personally, I mean, what Skyrim has meant to us and then, like, the stuff that we experienced in-game. Um, in-game, some of the best moments have been, you know, some of the first. My, my first hour in Skyrim... Um, was was absolutely epic, you know. Just <clears throat> leaving the uh, the first cave there out of Helgen, and realizing that there's this huge open world in front of me, and I just picked a direction and went for it. And I, you know, between <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to shoot a deer with my bow, <laughs> and it ran away from me because I was crap with the bow. And uh, you know, I'm running after this stupid thing, and I think I I was started to getting I started to get chased by um, a wolf, and I was trying to run away from the wolf, and then I ran into like like a, a, a giant encampment, and so I started getting chased by like a mammoth and a giant. And I was continually running away in the same direction, and then I found like a like a castle. I was about to go inside the castle, and then I get mugged. <laughs> Bandits on the road <laughs> who eventually killed me. Um, you know, moments like that when you just start to realize, God, like there's just so much going on in this game. It's it's amazing. It feels alive and and real. Um, so some of the, those are the some of the best moments. Certainly, the first time I ever downed a dragon was. 
absolutely, absolutely memorable. I mean, just feeling the weight of this thing just like crashing down around me and then fighting it and feeling like, oh man, it's this is a really epic fight and it's built really well and then it flies away and you're like, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen? And I'm getting attacked from above and is it going to land again? And just so much uncertainty in the fight at the, you know, in the initial onset of, of it and and then finally downing it for the first time and then you get the, the rush of the soul coming at you and then the big epic music. Ha, 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 yeah! <laughs> <laughs> And then you just sit and for me it was my first experience was on the 360 so I'm I'm holding the controller and I'm like yeah <laughs> Totally totally epic moments What about you Lou? Wow, it's a whole bunch. Um so many. But I will say this uh, just outside the game my biggest Skyrim memory outside the game is finally getting to see everyone. We all freaking crew. Except for Shank because he couldn't make it jerk uh, <laughs> to PAX East dodge a few bullets in life it's, it's not a bad thing you know after being on this show for so long and just seeing Dave and Joe through, through the webcams whenever they got live with that video stream and then actually getting to see them and actually do that that show we did that night that after so PAX East and it's like oh, holy crap and I, they're no longer just disembodied voices or just faces on my screen. You know, I, I get to see and hang out with these guys. You know, I, I get to see Joe take his first swig at the Jack and Coke, which was 99% Jack and 1% Coke. <laughs> and they face me, oh! This could probably General Lee. It probably could. <laughs> and, the, and also buying the amazing steak. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I think we all went to Pretty heaven that steak. night. Yeah, it was great. And, and then, you know, with Rowan and I just ambushing Dave at the hotel when he came back from, when he came from the airport. That was so awkward. We're all happy. Go, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. And Rowan's going, yeah, get back in the cab. <laughs> get in the cab. We're getting <laughs> food, Dave. <laughs> we're hungry. Get back in the cab. What? Hey, hey Dave, what's up? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> happy. Take us somewhere to eat now. Light over. We hungry. <laughs> yeah, Lou saw it, me the next day. He's like, Dang, Joe, you really are ugly. Huh. <laughs> I that was a Varwin. Oh, right. That. Oh, right. It was, well, he already knew that. Someone needs to level this guy's self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> then there's there's that. You know, the personally, like, what, what the game has, has meant for us in the podcast. You know, first of all, we we started a podcast over, over Skyrim. And, uh, you know, getting getting to to meet one another throughout the development of of the game and and from elder scrolls online and you know um the wild adventure that we've been on all because we love skyrim and it introduced us you know if it wasn't for skyrim i wouldn't have given oblivion and morrowind a second try and once i've enjoyed Skyrim and got like the idea of what the Elder Scrolls games are I've gone into Oblivion and and found things in Oblivion that I appreciate far more than things in Skyrim and vice versa and also additionally with Morrowind so I if it wasn't for Skyrim like I wouldn't have really given the Elder Scrolls series a chance and then of course the podcast you know when we've all become great friends as a result of, of doing this um, throughout the last what year and a half now yeah 
packs um, the the uh, the trip to uh, Bethesda in October was was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we got to sit down with you know industry leading developers and and actually like talk to them one on one. Like, who gets these opportunities? And it's all because of Skyrim. Well, eating surf and turf. We're eating surf and turf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so much fun! Both those events, and I look forward to doing many more with you guys coming up hopefully to go out and meet some fans have, have a good time that way as well right the you chat room too voice. you know uh we, we started the show because of the game and then and then you know we do it live and a lot of people in the chat room now there are becoming friends and it's a, it's a great warm atmosphere in the chat room as well and you know uh just a lot of good came from this game and now that the dev cycle is sort of over you can't help but but get a little sad and a little nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. Well, we still got much more of us roles to talk about coming up, guys. Yeah. Plenty of it. In the meantime, we have all the other back catalog to talk about as well. Uh, Mr. Adams. I'll keep mine short and sweet, seeing as how uh, Varwin and Lou made it a love fest. <laughs> Which, love congratulations guys. on your lady parts, guys. Um... <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Thank you. Somewhat. Uh, yes, I, I want to say definitely the best part of, of Skyrim was not even Skyrim. It was PAX East, and meeting these losers was, was definitely one of the highlights i got to say of my life. It was great meeting y'all and hanging out with y'all and, and seeing Varwin's feet, and it was, it was great. Or having Dave keep me up as late as humanly <laughs> possible. And seeing my feet... Dude, you have weird feet. <laughs> you make a <laughs> Yeti jealous. <laughs> What's wrong with gigantic webbed feet? <laughs> nothing, buddy. Nothing. Nothing at all. Really well. <laughs> Did not say a word. <clears throat> all right. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. Y'all are the highlight. If I had to pick one thing, but in no particular order. Um. Mistress LeBeau making fun of, his, of us in the chat on my first episode on Elder Scrolls with y'all. Uh, the Wabajack debacle. And a naked man beating me senseless. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I'll leave that up to y'all. Go well, back. I, and I didn't it. think that we were going we were gonna to talk about what, what happened uh, with you and Lou in the, uh, in the hotel room. Oh, I felt like you. sharing. Back off. Alright, you know, that's your thing. <laughs> Which, by the way, Lou, you have, still haven't called me back. Guys. Sorry, I lost your number, man. I swear. <laughs> right, okay, now before we go too far, I think it's time to move on. Yeah. <clears throat> we got more show to do here, guys. Lots more. And... Can I go? Do it. Do it. I do utilize it. the legendary skill system. I took out my awesome archer chick that I've been talking about for many months. Yeah. Um, barely level 50. Mm-hmm. And I took away archery. I took away light armor. And I took away sneak and drained him. I only cried for about a half an hour. It's okay. It's <laughs> a hard hit doing it. It's a hard hit. Oh, man. But I had those awesome shimitars. I had the full heavy armor, uh, skull rim heavy armor. I was ready. So I put all my points into heavy armor, one-hand swords, and into lockpicking, and found out I can get filthy rich by leveling up lockpicking. Never did that before. 
So that's awesome. I've never I've never put a single point into lock picking. You would be amazed how easy it makes to pick how easy it is to pick those really high level locks without breaking a single pick. Yeah. When you get those points up there, it's it's like um getting a master lock at the same level as the beginner lock. Wow. I find the best way to not break a pick is to just keep the skeleton key. Yeah, well when you don't do the Thieves Guild quest. You know, it's kind of hard to do that. But anyway, I played around with character modding, and now my girl is sexy. I mean, I went all out, got a spe- I got some special mods that, like, that give you more than double of the facial options or the character creation options that normally come in Skyrim. So it looks a lot more like Elseworlds Online with a Dunkin' Dog slider and everything. <laughs> Dave, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No more webcam. For <laughs> <None>. <laughs> she has her own planetary orbit, Dave. Yes. <clears throat> I think her measurements are like sixty, thirty, sixty. But um, <laughs> just wow, kidding. Big feet. Secundus and <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, I, I did go all out. Just want to try it out. I did a lot more skin mods and like that just to get a feel for it and. I changed all the basic armor for all females in Skyrim to the more similar, more like um, short skirt type style armor. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't like Dovafloss. <laughs> Close, mm, but not quite. Uh, Lydia in in that kind of outfit really is nice to have a follower at that point. I did beat up the first Dragonborn guys. Mods are fun. Mods are always fun. Mods are fun. Oh, you downed Mirak. Mirak is dead. I finally got my revenge. Just Congratulations. Like nice. You, what do you uh, think of the fight? What fight? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember wow. the fight because it was, oh, hey, buddy, come here. And it was over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you. <laughs> it wasn't a fight. It was a kill. He looked at me and went, holy crap, you found me. <laughs> <laughs> Ran around his little platform. Yeah, it was over. Come here, Grandpa. <laughs> come here, dude. I keep mispronouncing his name because of you, Joe. You're welcome. I put an Easter egg in my Minecraft server of uh, one of the raid bosses. His name's Miramac. And he uh, <laughs> he summons people to like a portal type thing and drops them down a big shaft. And Oh, is that what Mac's referring to? Yeah, Mirac means portal in Dragon Tongue, so, or someone was lying. So it was a direct play off of that I put in the Minecraft server. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Aaron plays a lot on the server, so he's encountered that dude. <laughs> But uh, that's what Joe's, I did. Uh, pretty clever. Oh, well, thank you. So I beat him, and I didn't really do too much more. I, I did stare at my mage, wondering if I wanted to take any points away from him or not. And then I realized I just couldn't bring myself to do it yet with my max out conjuration, having those um, amazing pets out at all times, the thralls, mm. dual thralls, man. It. I've even my 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 two handed sword red guard that I used to play with that would be that got me known as the. You know, the Slayer of Lambs, the Slayer of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, Joe the Widget Wilson, Slayer of Lambs. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you're proud episode. of yourself. <laughs> I was, thank you. <laughs> hey, watching ghosts fly is very, very uh, amusing in Skyrim. If you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. <laughs> like a sport? <laughs> like a sport. See how long, yeah, I it's like a... the fireball at a, at a dragon skeleton yet. Yes. Watch it dance That's a little bit. Entertaining. It's 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 kind of like um, lamb or uh, ram throwing or sheep throwing, Dave. 
like a Scottish Ooh. game, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah, because that makes it less horrific. Pumpkin tossing. <laughs> there you go. Pumpkin chunking Load your Skyrim. favorite goat into a trebuchet and launch it. <laughs> Pumpkin chunking. <laughs> uh, I think you got 300 yards there that time, Evarwin. <laughs> Good lord. Good lord. Yeah, I'm not going to go any further with that. I had weird ideas. All right, so... Another Probably thing, <laughs> we got another email. Uh, we got plenty to get into actually this week, and I'm gonna let Dave take this one from Forrester. Really? Just do I'm it. Dave. To do work. Just do it. Now, Fine. good boy. Okay. Okay. Get email, Hi get everyone. Hi. Hi Forrester. Come on. Hi. You said hi to us. You gotta say hi back. Hi. Hey Forrester. My question for you is about the Templar. Past Elder Scrolls games have seemed to feature a three-way division of playstyles. Those would be stealth, magic, and armed-slash-armored combat. Looking forward to ESO, I see these playstyle roles corresponding to the classes of, respectively, the Nightblade for stealth, Sorcerer for magic, and Death Knight, or Dragon Knight for armed-slash-armored combat. This leaves me wondering where the Templar fits in. Based on what I've read and heard around the internet, the Templar seems to be just another Dragonite with a healing specialization. Oh, that Sounds hurts. redundant to me. Cuts deep. Well, they are. I'm hoping you <laughs> I'm hoping you could share a little insight <clears throat> as what you think the Templar is all about. Thanks very much. Sincerely, Forrester, aka Inter. Well the Templar is um you see what really happened with this? This is a, a true false story. Um, Zinamask got so tired of hearing Ivarwin talk about how he tried to make his paladin that they gave him a shortcut and said, here, just do it. We did it for you. <laughs> so, uh, in all reality, though, I think Ivarwin is the best one to talk about this subject considering he's played the Templar. Well, I, I gotta say, you know, Forrester's, um, Forrester is right in that in that he's he's saying that it seems like it's an additional heavy armor and uh, melee type of character. Um, at least, see, I got a lot of ideas here that I, how I want to address this. I'm trying to figure out what's yeah, the best way. Well, the thing is, you got to keep in mind about all these classes, Ivarwin. I'm going to just do this really quick while you get your thoughts here. Yeah, is the fact that these classes are nothing more than a foundational. Right. They don't. Yeah. They don't have any any buff or any kind of um, restrictions when it comes to armor or weaponry. None of them do. All they are is an extra three skill trees that you get to play around with. That is it. You mean there's no trinity? Uh, nope. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, all right, so... When God, when you can when you can take any character and make it anything, it's really hard to just kind of say like this is what it's supposed to do. What I what I can say is that um, it seems like every it seems like the Dragon Knight and the Templar. The biggest difference between the two of them is the the type of damage their class skills do. Now it's generally in only one of the, the skill trees, though. 
Yeah, even that, you're you're basically right, Joe. I mean, there's one skill tree for the Templar. Oh, man. Um, well, there's Soul Spear. I believe that's that's um, actually a, a whole skill tree is the, is the Soul Spear skill tree. I, I You know, I, I didn't even memorize this, so I, I'm just going to speak out of turn. So it, it just seems to me like <coughs> the Templar has the ability to do... Um, Either either light damage or like holy damage, and I use those those terms interchangeable. Um, basically, like holy holy damage. Um, and the temp uh, the the dragon knight really has the chance to to do fire damage. Um, so if you're fighting a boss and you you know that maybe they're susceptible to like holy damage. It'd be great to have a Templar in there and and you know go ahead and have at it. Um, it seems like the reason for the classes and the reason for these differences is going to be for strategy. Know what you're getting ahead. Know what you're getting into ahead of time, so you can say, "All right, what's really going to bring this boss down?" Other than us just standing around and and slapping it in the face with our our weapons, is if the Templar goes in there and does its, you know, in quotes, holy damage. Um, or, you know, what really uh, gets this boss down is if we keep him in close. So let's have the Dragon Knight go in there. Use its chain to keep it in constant melee uh, area for us. And then we'll, you know, have the Templar do his his holy damage. Um, and we'll have our mage stand back and, and do like ice damage while healing the group. And then, you know, the, the dragon is going to go in there and use that chain to bring him back in when he tries to go to range and, and do fire damage and all of this elemental damage. Plus keeping the boss in close range is really going to bring that boss down. And that's like the strategy that develops as a result. I think that would be the purpose of having the, the Templar, and and the Dragonite um, be be different, and that that would be the, the difference in it. So that sort of thing can exist in the game. Everything I've noticed, and um, the chat room's kind of getting on my nerves here. They're 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 trying <laughs> the fact that they've got all misinformation going on. The fact that they're saying that basically putting the classes in the typical MMO role where you are locked into a specific thing, like oh, the Night Blade has to be daggers and sneaky sneaky. No, 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 no. No, the the, the uh, Templar does not make the best healer. The, what makes the best healer is whoever has a healing staff maxed out. Yes. And using the healing staff skill tree where you get these epic heals. Yeah. I remember looking at that skill tree and there's some actual healing skills that you get from using a healing staff. So it's... I, I You know, you were, you were hitting it pretty accurately, the Varwin, I think. It's so tough to nail down like why there's classes in the game when any character any class can do anything i mean joe you you're the one that you know you were you were playing around with the um the dragon knight and then you realize like oh my god i'm doing a tremendous amount of damage using a fire staff and nick conkle came up behind you and was like oh yeah it seems to be like a really popular build these days yeah. is, you know so like here you have it like <clears throat> a dragon knight which is you know <sighs> you get it in your mind well the dragon knight has to be heavy armor and two-hand swords no right i was actually but- Using that staff, like you said, range casting him down. If they got too close, I use a Dragonite skill with magic because the Dragonite has a fire magic skill tree. Mm-hmm. I know that the Sorcerer has an electric magic skill tree. I know that the uh, Templar has a 
basically like a, a light damage skill tree. I'm wondering if the uh, other guy will have like a frost skill tree, kind of hit that the 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 holy four of magic in Skyrim. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that or like some kind of poison where, you know, you do damage over time plus stun effects and, and the, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's just like a little extra boost in, in, in different ways to play the game. I know that with the Dragonite, the other skill tree they had, the center one, I forgot the name of it, had a lot of what we call blood magic, if you're used to that kind of concept. And it's just used in Skyrim a lot, too. And that's when the vampires will cast blood magic on you and, and drain you and heal them. Mm-hmm. The Dragonite oh, had a lot of skills magic, yeah. based on that concept. In that second tree, he he starts off this email. All right, Forrester starts off by saying, "Past Elder Scrolls games have always seemed to feature a three-way division of playstyles. These would be stealth, magic, armed, armored combat." Looking forward to ESO, I see these play roles corresponding in, respectively, Nightblade, Sorcerer, Dragonite, and then asks, "Where does the Templar fit in?" Seems redundant. Here's the thing. Every one of those can fit into any one of those playstyles. You can take a Templar and and make and make a sneak thief out of it, and you can take a sorcerer and you can make a heavy armored tank Two out of it. Two hand wielding doom. I saw. Right. I watched someone in that it was, it was, in a, was in that was was with us in that little room when we were doing the uh, Paxis event. Who was playing a sorcerer wearing heavy armor, running around chopping things up with a two hand sword. Yeah, it was hilarious. And it works. Venom uh, asks a quick question in the chat room. Can you dual wield swords in ESO? Yes. Yes. You can. And as I was I was actually um, aggravated while while playing a little bit as a Templar because I was dual wielding swords and what I really wanted to do was find a shield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, you know what? Uh, Dis9043 in the chat room put it very, very adequately. He said, we need to stop using the term classes. That's yes. a nasty term. The term... The new term to use is roles. If you choose your role, whereas class, you are locked into. Well put. Well said. I think that nails it. I think we can move on. Yeah. Good job, Dis. Exactly. Uh, Any quick last thoughts, guys, before we move on? Well, for me, in past Elder Scrolls games, I I don't feel like I was ever stuck in one single, quote, you know, role. I... I could be anything, you know. I in one single character, I could be a sneaky mage, like even in past Elder Scroll games. So, uh, if if they're true to the Elder Scrolls, like you guys say they uh, seem to be, I don't see any problem with ESO uh, and classes or roles. But that's just my opinion. You All know, right. it seemed to be even more so because. There's so many things you can pick from. You'll weaken yourself if you only put points in the the class skill trees. That that would just cripple you. At least that's the way it seemed to me. I don't know if uh, anybody else played with the other skill trees when they were at the uh, not enough time PAX event. Well, yeah. I, at least you looked through them though, right? Oh, I, I looked through everything. Could you I imagine? Could. Could you imagine only putting points in the class skill trees and getting to max level? You'd be the worst character in the game. <laughs> yeah, you would. <clears throat> I think you'd be better off putting no points into the class than doing yeah, all points in the I class. Could, I could agree to that before I could agree to putting only points in the class thing. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good way for this MMO and future MMOs to go is kind of get away from the strict, this is your class, this is what you do 
kind of role? They've been trying to. It's uh, it's a tough thing to nail down. And I think this is the first game that that really honestly nails that down. Well, let's hope it paves the way. Yeah. All right, Ivarwin. Let's hear about your uh, your your weekend game, buddy. Sure. Um, geez, where to, where to start? I guess uh, live streaming. I've been doing a ton of live streaming lately. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I've noticed. Yeah. Well, I got my computer up and running after the uh, the upgrade, and it's been it's been a real breeze to live stream. So <clears throat> I, I, I really enjoy live streaming and, you know, connecting with the, the people that listen to our show. And, you know, the chat room is just a lot of fun to, to have going on while, while you're playing, you know, one of these games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of that and a lot of my live streams have been, um, you know, for, for Skyrim, but also for, for oblivion too. I'm starting to get really heavy into oblivion now. Um, I will say that some of the highlights uh, since we last recorded have been in uh, in Skyrim. The uh, the QGN hosts mod, Fred did an update <laughs> to it. <laughs> I'm going to kill him for that. The the update to this thing is just it's hysterical because if you download the QGN host mod, okay. I think it's called like Hosts of QGN in Skyrim or something like that, and it's, it's by Vemerce, V E M E R C E. You can get it off uh, get it off Steam Workshop. Um, the update to it is this weird thing where you go into like White Run and you start seeing skeletons just like walking around randomly. So I decided while I was live streaming, and I was doing this walkabout thing where I was going, I was on the the west side of of um, Skyrim, and I went to you know the east side, and I walked the whole thing. Took me two nights. I was trying to get to Boethia Shrine. Finally, did huge disappointment because you know they're all evil over there, and they're like, oh, you know, we want you to be evil too. Go do this evil thing, and I'm like, no, I won't do that. So I just killed everyone, which apparently which was the quest. Was the evil thing <laughs> she asked for? So. <laughs> So thoroughly disgusted with myself, <laughs> I um, I went back to to White Run and I figured I was just going to end the stream there, and that was basically going to be it. And then I saw the skeletons walking around, and I said, "Let me figure out what this is this is all about." So I went to go talk to one of these these skeletons, and you can't interact with them. In fact, the only thing that you can do um, is smack one of them upside the head. <laughs> Which not only uh, pisses off that that's uh, skeleton, but but uh, gets all of his homies angry at you too. A little bit, yeah, and then then some. Yeah, exactly. So, starting off, I would say I was looking at a fight of instantly, instantly, like ten of these things. As I'm fighting them, which by the way was right in front of the bannered mayor inside the the square. The little marketplace square mm-hmm. there, where you know Bellathor's general goods are, and yeah, and all that. right, the exact the center town of bikes, town to pull the, yeah. the most of right. the, yeah, right. the worst bikes possible place you could pick the fight. Absolutely, worst possible place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good job on that. As I'm fighting, you know, going crazy with my paladin on on these guys, um, I start noticing that there's more than ten now, like they're multiplying. And I'm like in way over my head because I, it's not just like one type of skeleton that's that's 
coming at me. It's it's guys with two-handed swords. It's guys with two-handed axes. It's guys with, you know, one-handed swords. You know, arrows are raining down like it's the end of 300. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, like, trying to do the best that I can to, to get all these things. So they have a ton of life. I don't know what the hell Fred did. <laughs> But he, he made these things with a, with a ton of life. And I have, I have the Dawnbreaker, Dave. Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave. What? Dawnbreaker? What? Dave. What? Oh, you missed Dawnbreaker. your cue, Dave. <sighs> I, God. <laughs> what did you say Dawnbreaker? You're useless. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm using the Dawnbreaker. And uh, one of the things that Dawnbreaker does is it has this uh, chance to create a fear AOE when fighting undead. So, Oh, that's been extremely helpful. It's a good thing you had that on you. I know, right? Too bad it doesn't fear the skeletons. <laughs> the fearless. They, Fred programmed these things to be like immune to fear. So... This thing is like, you know, going off left and right. I think like I had like a really great uh, stroke of luck and I think it was going off like every fifth hit or something like that. It was procking. And they're all just like, you know, staring at me like, I'm not afraid of you. I'm coming at you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what? Exactly. And they've got like, you don't know me. (laughs) So um, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my struggle. (laughs) I got Fred programming. I'm B.A. (laughs) That sick, twisted mind of his. <laughs> so the entire marketplace is just getting completely filled and crowded with these skeletons who are in concert whipping my butt in. I've got a level 51 paladin, 100 in armor, 100 in block, 100 in one-handed weaponry. And 100 skeletons. And I got 100 skeletons. <laughs> Uh, they're all coming after me. So I'm trying to like, you know, find little like corridors to funnel them down into and, and just, you know, um, you know, get them that way. And that's helping a little bit, but there's more and more and more. I look up, there's like 30 of them on my screen. <laughs> the guards are dying left and right. The, squ- the, the, the town square is completely empty. All the townspeople are running up the stairs up toward dragon reach. I go running up the stairs toward Dragon Reach, hoping that maybe that'll funnel them down a little bit. And that actually worked. All the the ranged guys stayed in the marketplace, and they were just shooting arrows at me, and I was line-of-sighting them by ducking behind the the walls up there. And all the melee guys were coming after me. So I had you know the ability to just sort of focus on those guys, got them down. I was using uh, the the, uh, unrelenting force shout. Which is hysterical because you use this, and I've got all three words unlocked. So you use this, and like, you know, like ten of these things go flying backward. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to watch. So in any event, I finally got all of them down, killed them all. Um, it was it was a complete. The whole town square it was a complete mess. Um, Joe had told me last night about their boss inside. Um, the, uh, the the catacombs in, yeah. in Wyoming. <clears throat> Dave oh, knew the name guy. of it. I went back and I fought him last night too. Oh, you did? How'd that turn out? Well, I died seven different times. <laughs> I had to upgrade my gear to Daedric armor in order to stand a chance, and 
which by the way, I had to take a, take a break and go farm the, the hearts, the Daedra hearts over in, uh, Mayroon Dagon's, uh, altar area, built my Daedric armor, <laughs> still died a couple of times. Um, went to the, went to, uh, to river run or Riverwood ra- rather, and hired hired myself as a companion to help me out. <laughs> wow, you tipped yourself out to yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I farmed I farmed the fight out to myself. Uh, the the QGN hosts mod has all the hosts of of Quest Gaming Network inside in in the the inn at uh, at Riverwood. So you know, Lou's there, Dave's there, Joe's there, yeah. I'm there. We got you realize like. If you really wanted to win that fight without having to put any effort toward it, you should have just got Liz because she's ridiculously overpowered. That's what the chat room was saying. Um, but I, I thought it would be really funny to have the the. Uh, I thought it'd be really funny to have uh, me and myself and Irene apparently go in there and. <laughs> Well, that's not duplicitous or anything. No, not at all. So, in any event, you know, like that—that that whole thing happened, and uh, and I finally got him down after after uh, me and myself and, and the uh, Daedric Prince were, were going at it. <laughs> so, good times. Um, God, what what else can I say other than that? I mean, that's pretty much it for Skyrim. Um, I'm dropping Skyrim. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put it down for a little bit. You two, really, really. Vote kick on the Varwin. I've had this. <laughs> I'm I'm putting Skyrim down for a little bit, and I I haven't really experienced a whole lot of Oblivion, so I'm going to focus on Oblivion. I'm almost I'm done with the I'm not done with the Nine Divines quest, but I've been working on the Nine Divines quest, and I've been I've gone to all the different way shrines in uh, Cyrodiil to find the the way shrines. I found them all. So I'm on that part of that quest, and I'm really enjoying it. And uh, so that's that's what's going to be my next foreseeable future gameplay in, in Elder Scrolls. It's going to be primarily focused on on Oblivion. Nice. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. You always have some uh, pretty in- epic stories when it comes out of Oblivion. So we'll see what <laughs> happens in the coming weeks with that. I guess, right? Yeah. I've been tempted to get back it. in Oblivion as well, dude. What's that? I've been really, really tempted to get back into Oblivion as well, after finishing the whole Knights of the Nine thing. Yeah, one of these days. All right, guys. Let me see here. What else do we got? We got tons and tons of stuff to do. I'm gonna hit up another email really quick here. And hey, guys, we just made it past last night. <laughs> <laughs> We're in I'm new territory. <laughs> Why aren't we long-winded? <laughs> All right, moving into an email from Colin B. Actually, a voicemail. Hey, Elder Scrolls Off the Record. SSC Hobbit here. Um, first of all, I want to thanks, thank you again for the podcast and the many hours of enjoyment I've got out of that. Also, I'd like to thank you for the streaming sessions you guys have been doing on Twitch. I enjoyed a fun one with Ivarwin doing Oblivion today, and Shank was in the call too. Had a fun time listening to that and taking part in the chat room. I had a question about ESO's armor system. Now, I know that they are making it so any class can use any armor, yada, yada, yada. My question is coming... I'm coming from Guild Wars 2, which I think is a fantastic MMO, and I think ESO is taking a lot of the things I love about Guild Wars 2 and enhancing on it. But, um... 
coming from other MMOs like like uh, the Guild Wars Two or Star Wars: The Old Republic or World of Warcraft, in those games there are a lot of different stats in the game that it took a while to learn. Like in Guild Wars, you have power that does that helps your damage. You have vitality that adds your health. You have toughness that adds your armor rating. Are we going to be seeing any of these kind of stats in ESO? Um, I know that different types of armor will help your different types of uh, playing. Like, I believe they said light armor has more stats that help mages. Medium armor has stats that help rogues. And uh, heavy armor has stats that help warriors. But if it's anything like a Elder Scrolls game, like Skyrim, I, w- I loved enchanting. And I could take any armor I wanted and make it mage armor, rogue armor, warrior armor when I was at high, at top level enchanting. But I just was wondering about those different stats and stuff that I would think people coming in from other MMOs who aren't necessarily Elder Scrolls fans are going to look for. Uh, hope you can answer this, and have a great day. Bye. Alright, well, there was something I wanted to touch on, but first, um, Hobbit, next time, don't play with the microphone. When you're recording, <laughs> it just sounds weird. Um, there was, oh yeah, yeah. You want to know the complicated stat system for Elder Scrolls Online? Let me see if I can help you out with this. Um, it's it's really complicated. I'll try to make it as simple as possible. It is uh, something called stamina, magicka, and health. All right, it's a really really strenuous concept. I know, but you'll you'll get it eventually. I promise. It's really well. Yeah. Yeah. There was one thing I saw that had to do with the the gear. Um, it's all about play style, more so than stats. At least that's the way I saw it. Yes, there is damage. Yes, there is armor. Yes, there's those base core stats. But what I saw more so than that is in your, your skill tree, when you can select to put a point in to your passive or active skills when under armor, you get stats that, like, I was playing a, a sorcerer. So I looked at, specifically, I looked at what was in the light armor. Light armor actually gives you stuff like reduce the cost of certain spells as a passive based on how many slots, like armor slots, you're wearing light armor. Medium armor has yeah. the same thing. Re- reduce the time uh, that you can uh, be noticed. Or increase the time that you can be invisible while sneaking while wearing medium armor. Stuff like that. Or, um, I can't even remember what I saw for the, the heavy armor. I, w- I wasn't even wearing any heavy some, armor. Heavy yeah, armor some, what I noticed about heavy armor was that um, the, there was one perk that I saw that the more heavy armor you wear in slots, the more health you actually get. The thing is, again, guys, it's not really basing off stats. It's adding extra perks. Yeah. Which is a lot easier right. to understand. Than- exactly. And it's very simple to calculate out when you say, I'm getting a 2% bonus. I'm wearing five pieces of light armor. Math. 10%. So <laughs> it, it maths together really well. Exactly. Any other thoughts on that, guys? I love that. I love that system. It's it's easy. <laughs> you know? You know what you're getting into. I have to highly disagree with one thing though. 
ESO is not a a done better version of um, Deal Wars Two. Oh no! Oh good lord! It's no! Its own game altogether. The games are very, very, very different. I played Guild Wars oh 2. You know, I've played this. There are some things when you talk about certain things that ESO has, it is reminiscent of some game features that you'll find in Guild Wars 2, but they don't play very similarly. They feel completely different, if if that's uh, any kind of way to describe it, I guess. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to get into these next two news points really, really quick. We're going to just highlight them and then move on because we are going long-winded tonight. (laughs) So Legendary Patch 1.9 is now live for Xbox and PS3. For those patiently awaiting the release of Skyrim Patch 1.9, you'll be happy to know that it has released on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network as of Monday, April 8th. The patch delivers with it the Legendary Perk Point System, which allows you to turn a perk tree from level 100 to level 15 and refunds the points spent right back to you. This enables you to either take those points and spend them once more in another tree or trees, or level that tree back up again, uh, back up and gain character levels more efficiently. Uh, in other words, quicker. The 1.9 patch also brings legendary difficulty as well. Don't do what Ivarwin did and do it with a powerful character already. <laughs> The perfect setting for anyone who has many skill trees maxed out and is looking for a greater challenge. For a full list of bugs, check out their most recent post at bethblog.com. And uh, number three on the list, you borrow one? So, ESO beta invite round two came and went. Uh, as of Tuesday, April 4th, ZeniMax announced their second wave of beta invites for their highly anticipated title, Elder Scrolls Online. A new beta session has come and gone, but if you didn't get an invite, don't despair. ZeniMax has this to say, and I quote, Don't be discouraged if you didn't receive an invitation. This was a small batch, and we'll be holding many more and larger tests. Make sure to check your spam folder just in case your invitation was caught, and check out this article for more information about the beta test. You can get this, end quote. You can get that off of their uh, their website, elderscrollsonline.com. Uh, so there you have it, folks. If you are among the lucky few who had received an invite, congratulations. If you weren't so lucky, don't worry. It's only the beginning. The later it gets in the year, the more people will be brought in and the longer the testing period will be. And if you were Best- one, if you're one of the few lucky, I'm sorry I interrupted you at the very last part. I know, right when I was about to tie it all up, my denouement. (laughs) (laughs) The the best has yet to come. I feel like a bad host. That's right. Lou did it too. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, (laughs) He did too, after me. (laughs) If you're one of the lucky SOBs that got in, you suck. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) No hating there. No No hating. Not at all. No hating. No. I'll say it. I freaking hate you. Don't post any videos. You get in the dang beta before I do, I hate you. I'm like having withdrawals from PAX East. <laughs> I need it. Shaking and crying. At least you've had a taste. Yeah, you know, it's better. You know, yeah. kind of like that, yeah. that, that, that saying that goes better to have. Uh, no, that's, 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 that's a BS, too. That's BS. I, <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. If you don't it's know. Like, hey, congratulations being addicted to meth. If you don't know what you're missing, then what, what are you missing? Because, that was really like, bad. I hear your your podcast about PAX East and how much fun you guys had, and then I'm like, 
<laughs> I didn't get any of that. <laughs> well, we did it for you guys. We went through that torture just for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that torture. <laughs> that was the biggest lie I've said all all week. Uh, Dave, how was your play this week? Oh, good lord. Y'all ready for the worst story ever told? Y'all ready for this? Bring it. You ready for this? First off, I was so depressed about my character, you know, joining with the milk drinker that I I, I had to make a new character. <laughs> that one reason alone. I was I was I was literally like I can't justify playing this character anymore just because I'm it it really hit me that hard. I just didn't want to play this game anymore because wow. of that that character. You do realize he just wants stronger bones, right? You know, he's still a milk drinker. Anyway, um, That's he's not a chocolate milk nursed. drinker. He's not a chocolate milk drinker. I'm no. a chocolate milk drinker. Oh, sometimes I used to get to go to the store and get the strawberry stuff to get strawberry milk. Cause that was really cool when I was young. That's quick. Anyway, um, brother. Yes. Teens <laughs> <laughs> for losers. Anyway, <laughs> um. I, I did. I started a new character, and I was playing my new character. I was like, I was like, I'm not going to do a quest. I'm just. I walked out of the dang cave. What's its Who name? Cares? Hmm. What's its name? I don't even freaking remember the name. Oh my god! What race I, is I, it? Well, it's a Dunmer. What, really? You're asking me what race I make my Dunmer elves? What does it do? I, it's level two. It walks. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you make it somewhere else? (laughs) It's in the terrible twos. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm walking because that's about all I can do. And I just walk around. I didn't even do a quest yet. I haven't even talked to the dude after I I got out of the dang cave with him. I just walked around. In fact, I found my first dragon priest. At level two? At level two. Wow. Yeah, how'd that go for you? Congratulations to me. <laughs> I'm guessing it didn't go down too well for you. I was just on a freaking mountaintop. I was like, oh, this vista is so cool. I'm going to have so much fun. I walk past, there's a crypt, and it's opening, and a guy's floating out of it, and he has a pet dragon. And I throw myself off of the cliff to try to get away from that jerk, and he sends his pet dragon after me. <laughs> I get to the bottom of the dang cliff with the dragon following me at half-life. I'm using my freaking potions left and right, and there's a dude over there. He's a freaking... Okay, I found a way to... The dragons yeah. and giants don't play well together. No, they don't. So uh, I, asked, I ran into this, this giant mm-hmm. camp. It spotted me first. What madness drove them in there? The dragon landed and blew fire on everybody, pissed off the the, the giant. I kept running. Right. Eventually, both of their red dots weren't on my dang screen anymore, but I was still running for a good ways, flailing my arms and screaming. This sounds a lot like the Christmas special that we did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ivarwin, this is proof in the pudding that walkabouts are hazardous to your health. Yeah, and they and really epic. Are. I just imagine Dave running around like whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely do. Anyway, I was telling, I was recounting this story to one of my friends, and she told me the worst story ever told. She goes, "Oh, Skyrim! I found out I love that game." 
That's good. That's, great. That's the worst Except story? Because, I don't get it. Yeah, because she said, one of my friends brought it over to my house. He let me play on his save, where we walked through this really misty area, and I fought this really easy dragon. Oh. I was like, he just let you he just let you complete the game to learn about it. God. <clears throat> There's a alert. special place in hell for people who introduce people to Skyrim by fighting Alduin. Right next to that guy who released that ESO video. There is. Like, I'll tell you right now, karma is going to come back on them people hard. Wow. I was so... I don't even... Uh, wow. I just... It makes me want to shake someone. This 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 feels just about as awful as when you did something wrong that you shouldn't have and you got caught and your father told you, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed in you. Oh, yeah. that's the worst. Oh, my God. <sighs> I'm not angry that you did that. I'm disappointed that you put it in the light socket. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Is that, is that how your talk went down, Dave? <laughs> yes. Dave's like, all right, Dad, I'll pull my pants back up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, son, we'll have to talk about this in about eight, nine years when you're grown up. <laughs> I guess it's time for the talk. <laughs> but it, it is. It just it, it doesn't that just make you sad? That's horrible, you know, Dave. He's um, sad. The only people that go to hell are pedophiles and Skyrim spoilers. Really? <laughs> There's like the ninth pit of hell. They're right just there. like, you know what? I know what it is. Their hell, they get sit in a room and they have to watch the ESO beta leaked footage. Oh, God. All they get to <laughs> for all eternity. All right. And the ending of Gremlins over and over. <laughs> Oh, God, why would you put that there? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Dave? It just—I'm sad. Yeah. Now, now that I've told that story, I'm—I'm I'm physically sad. Well, that, you know, getting it off your chest is supposed to make you feel better. I know, but it's still just recounting it. Just that feeling of sadness that she'll never. She said she enjoyed the game, and she'll never actually play the game. From well, beginning to end now, without it being spoiled for. Did she? Is she gonna get the game? No. Must need to tell her. Look, that was just one quest line out of many, and many more that are even more epic than that. And it's not even the best. Yeah. Dave's had a hard week. First Skyrim, no more DLC, and now, no. now his friend already knows the ending of the game before he even playing it. <sighs> Next, but sorry, gonna coming out with a you know horror thriller game. That would be my week. Just, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> okay, I know. I'm no just, way. I, 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 uh, I actually am looking pretty forward to that. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. We have another email to get into. This came in from Cami L, and I'm going to let Lou read this one, if you would please. All right. Sir. From Street from Fighter. Sweet. Nice. Yes, David. I remember that Cami cosplayer. Oh, oh my God. Cami oh, costumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she didn't wear it. <laughs> yes, I was I was caught guard. I didn't have my emergency marry me ring. <laughs> How could you forget that? 
They had candy vendors there, Dave. You could have gotten a roll of lifesavers. Cammy, <laughs> dude, she's a gamer. Obviously, you just will get a special edition controller from somewhere like Marry Me. <laughs> there you go. It's a really good idea, <laughs> Lou. And from Cammy L, dear off the record, I would not only like to thank you guys for making some truly amazing content, but for giving me something to listen to while studying for my exams. I don't know if you get exams in the U.S., but in Scotland, they suck. They suck everywhere, Cammy. Trust me. They do. And I was wondering, are there any potions that you would like to see added in the Elder Scrolls 6 slash ESO? I personally would like to see a potion that can make you teleport from hold to hold. Huge thanks. This gets on the show. And thanks again for actually keeping the podcast going. Kind regards, Cammy L. Hmm. She's Scottish, Arwen. She is. Scottish. Well, Cammy could be a dude's name in Scottish. <laughs> True. If you're a dude, we, we apologize full heartily. Yeah. If you're female, yeah, you rock. Even if you're a dude, that Cammy at PAX East was high. Sure was. Alright, you guys have actually any comments actually about the email and less about the name? Yes. I would like to see a potion of mute the southern woman whenever that comes out. Ah! Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> This way, when Liz plays it, you know, and talks about it, we can just be like, potion, potion. <laughs> Folks, just wait for page tweets tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon. They're going to happen. Trust me. <laughs> you know what's even funnier? Is that she talks to your girlfriend on Twitter and she's going to hear about it and beat you up for it. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, tomorrow. In all honesty, though, this uh, potion idea kind of reminds me of the Mark Recall spells in Morrowind. If anyone's ever played that. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. They brought that in. All right, you guys. Know, I heard that in... Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Can we? Can I fire him? <laughs> yeah. All right, well. All right, Dave, you're saying? Um, I heard that in the previous games, there was this camouflage uh, system called... Uh, what was it, Chameleon? Ching. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. They need to bring that back. Oh, come I want to see a percentage-based <clears throat> invisibility. Because I, I like the eyeball thing, but honestly, I would love to have a spell that could give me a, you know, make it better and better and better and better until I could be completely invisible off of that. Yeah, see, I wish Shank were here to tell us about this, because I haven't you know, uh, I haven't had any experience with with the chameleon, and I'm not sure if it worked or I didn't have. work. It worked. It did. Yes, it was a uh, grand soul gem with the chameleon spell. Give you twenty percent chameleon. You apply that to five of your armor pieces or jewelry, and you'd have a hundred percent chameleon. You could move around completely invisible. That because I really want a sneaky mage. I would love to have that. And I don't want to have to be able to tab in or into the, the sneak thing yeah. and then fire off something. And because I spe- cast a spell, everybody can see me. All right, guys. You still we- have to go into sneak mode, though. So. Time to move on, gentlemen. Sure. <laughs> We're good. We have a uh, question of the week. Hi. Ian Campbell, one of the server programmers here at Xenomax Online. Previous Elder Scrolls games have featured lots of different types of armor, such as glass and ebony. 
and Elder Scrolls Online will bring you the same. What's your favorite type of armor, and why? So, favorite type being medium, heavy, or uh, light, or Dovafloss? <laughs> Is that really even a question? <laughs> that was just more of a statement. I mean, right. <laughs> go either way. Anyone else notice that the music track was longer than the actual question? <laughs> yeah, what's... <laughs> wow. Yeah. I had to cut it short, actually. Yeah, I thought, that, I thought there was going to be more to that question. Like, all right, music. Soothing music. Oh, I guess that's it. Um, I would say heavy armor. I would say dwarven, because it's uh, very heroic looking for, for my paladin. So Surprise, there surprise go. there. But um bump Daedric armor, man. Evil, anti-paladin. <laughs> it's pretty- I'm all about I'm all about glass. Glass armor man. Nightingale. That's a good it's pick. It's a set. All right, it's all right. armor. Medium armor, but the, the nightingale armor look. Once you actually get it uh, from the Thieves Guild quest line, yeah, that uh you know, I I've always preferred the looks of uh the medium armors. You know, I really wish they would have included an actual medium armor class in Oblivion and more and uh Skyrim like they did in Morrowind. Yeah, well, they brought yeah. it back in ESO, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. What about what, uh, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> um, God, this is like the worst question because I'm going to start a fight. Um, first off, Daedric armor is ugly as hell because it's not perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> I know Joe hates me right now. Um, <laughs> it looks ugly as hell because it has fins all over it. Honestly, I love... It does. It has like a freaking... Up on top of its head. It looks like a damn golden chicken. Uh, But honestly, if you're going to wear armor at all, you better wear heavy armor. Which makes the best armor orcish armor, if not for the people who make it. You mean those ugly guys? Yeah. So I'm going to go with orcish armor. I see. Honestly, I see Dave's point. I've I have thought those things independently as well. Although um, inherently he's wrong, Daedric armor is badass looking. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, uh, ignore the fin and dwarven, ar- dwarven armor is is pretty righteous. And uh, orcish armor is is cool, but it's it doesn't have a whole lot of personality behind it. Am I the only one here that likes light armor at all in general? I mean, this well, Elven just armor looks retarded. <sighs> <sighs> Fine, I'll go put on the dunce hat and sit over there. Oh, <laughs> poor Mac. It's good that he knows his place. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's your favorite light armor, Mac? You said it. Glass. My favorite light armor is uh, it's a it's glass, uh, especially in Morrowind. I like the glass. Yeah, but it's more jagged. I didn't think he meant it because glass is awful. So I thought that was a joke. <laughs> I was always afraid to wear glass armor, afraid, heart. afraid that it was going to yeah. actually damage me more than protect me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, gee, if I could pick one type of armor that I expect to shatter while I'm wearing it. <laughs> yeah, it shatters and hurts your enemy. That's why I wear it. It gets in their eyes and stuff. Alright, speaking of Aaron, you're last on the list, man. Regalus about your week. In the scrolls. Anytime. Sorry, I accidentally clicked the mute button because I thought I was muted and I wasn't. All right, so 
My week in Elder Scrolls actually involved very little of Skyrim, which I'm sure Dave is uh, probably not too happy about because he was giving me uh, some trouble about my love of the older Elder Scrolls games. And more of Morrowind and Oblivion and a little bit of Daggerfall. Oh, nice. Yes. In Morrowind. You sorry? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That you're sorry. I started I started up again in Morrowind. And I don't know if any of you I obviously I picked a Breton because I always pick a Breton. That's my that's my class. Uh, that's my character. And a Breton mage, because I know a lot of you probably don't enjoy the combat system in Morrowind. Am I correct about that? I don't have a problem with the combat system in Morrowind. Well, I know that a lot of people don't like it because it's it's more of kind of a quote-unquote dice Dice roll. thing, yeah. Yes. Uh, magic always hits. So I am a mage mostly in, in Morrowind. And also because of the jump spell, which brings me to my next point. The jump spell? <laughs> the scroll of Icarian Flight. Do you guys know about this? No, what's that all about? It's a scroll... You find it off a body that falls out of the sky, lands, and dies, and it grants, what is it, a thousand points to your acrobatics, I think? Jeez. You can literally jump halfway across the, uh, the country, or at least the island of Ardenfell, with what? one single jump. The Scroll of a Carrying Flight is located from a dead body that falls... Right outside the starting city where you begin your journey in Morrowind. Huh. And oh, you just, you're just walking around and all of a sudden it just falls out of the sky? Yes, I, uh, I uh, took a left out of the city instead of towards the Silt Strider. Okay. And all of a sudden I get this message pop up that says, ah, and then a body lands and dies. And there are either two or three scrolls of Icarian Flight and a booklet which depicts his uh, creation of said scroll. Okay. And the scroll allows you to jump amazingly far and high. You could travel about halfway across the island of Vardenfell. Wow. What was it, like a one-time use thing? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a scroll... And so you cast it and you have it uh, active on you for a few seconds. But unless you have a slow fall spell, which don't even get me started about the spells in Morrowind, that's one of the best features of the game, you're going to die. <laughs> because you're so high in the air, you can't even see the ground anymore. <laughs> wow. You could pretty much... Uh, did, did you guys... Who, who among you have actually played Morrowind? I've I've played a little bit, a little of, bit it. of it. Did you have the expansion for Solsheim? Um, yes, I believe so. You can almost jump from Morrowind to Solsheim with this spell. Wow. Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, that's why that's one of the reasons I'm always a mage and I specialize in uh, alteration is because you have spells like Tinner Hop Toad, which you can then modify to give you more jump power and it's a quick way to travel across Morrowind because you do not have a fast travel system within Morrowind. 
Well, you've got the Silt Striders and well, you have the Mages but, Guild, too. It, it, but that's only effective if you're within a main city. If you're not within, if you're like, you know, near, I don't know, uh, like the Red Mountain mm-hmm. and you need to get to Balmora. Right. Okay. Instead I of, see your point. Yeah. It, it's more of a, hey, you know, I have no quicker way to get here. So I'm just going to jump my way there, yeah. jump, and then cast low fall so I don't die from the impact. Okay. Gotcha. And also mage in destruction because all destruction spells land every single time. So you don't have to worry about the whole dice rolling, whether my attack is actually going to hit or not. Okay. Cool. So I, and then I eventually went to Solsheim and I did the quest there. Mainly because I love becoming a werewolf in Morrowind. I feel like it has more repercussions than Skyrim. Well, that's interesting. Because if you do not actually feed, when you transform back, you, you're, you're actually hurting when you transform back to a human. You actually suffer penalties. You're actually losing life or just like debuffs? Uh, you, you actually lose health. Your health is, is lower so I, it, it kind of is more of an immersion thing. Yeah. Uh, I, can see I, I actually started out Skyrim is of the three main Skyrim games. Uh, that's oblivion. Uh, Elder oh, Scroll. I can talk. <laughs> I can talk of the three Elder Scroll, main Elder Scroll games that most people played more when oblivion Skyrim. Skyrim's actually in third place for me, which is still very high in the rankings. Sorry, Dave. Hey, you know, takes all kinds, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I also joined, the, uh, not joined the Dark Brotherhood, but fought the Dark Brotherhood in Morrowind as well, which is kind of, oh, after playing Morrowind and Skyrim, it's, it's strange being on the receiving end of the Dark Brotherhood. They tried to kill me in my sleep, them jerkbags. Oh, yeah. They are not very friendly. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, not not a great feeling being on the receiving end of that blade of woe, if you know what I mean. Uh, I also played Oblivion because Oblivion was the game I first started on and is my love. My number one Elder Scroll game is Oblivion. I don't care what anybody says. That one has my heart. And in Oblivion, I spent most of my time gathering nerd roots for Sindarian's quest. I don't know if you guys have actually completed that quest fully. I'm trying to remember the name of it. No, I, I can't say that I have, to be honest. Well, I think you need about 120 Nern Roots to finish that quest. Mm-hmm. And I finished it two days ago. Oh, all right, good. Yeah, I mean, you get, you get a nice uh, potion. Uh, if, which is which is great if you're you know into exploring and you're not such a, a super high level to where you can pretty much just take any hit. And then I played Shivering Isles, which I think is probably one of the best Elder Scrolls expansions in general of all time. You know, mm-hmm. the game's been around for a while, so I don't feel like I'm really giving anything away when I talk about it. Yeah, no, no. But right now I'm in the process of fighting Jigalag which is the kind of lost Daedric Prince. Okay. Have, have you guys tried Shivering Isles yet? 
I mean, I think a lot of us have have a lot of time in in Skyrim, and uh, we're starting to branch off into into Oblivion and, and Morrowind. Um, with the DLCs that came out, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of time to continue that branching. But you know, I think now, sort of like the time between you know DLC from Skyrim to to ESO, where we actually will be doing that. So. Well, I won't say much more because yeah. it's ju- it's just a, a a good experience. And since you guys are getting more into those DLC, I think that you should figure that out for yourself. Uh, it's uh, just a great feeling discovering all that stuff. And then I also played oh, a, a game that many of you probably have not played, which is Daggerfall. I think you've played this game, I know for sure, Lewis, correct? Yeah, I played them all. From Marina, Daggerfall, to Skyrim. So you must know what I mean when you say Daggerfall's default mapping of the keys is just atrocious. Yes. It. Oh my god. That was the first thing my friends and I, when we first cracked that game open, was... Uh, you know, I, I can't remember. I think there was an actual diagram map that came with the game that showed you all the keybinds. Like some older games have had past, but you know, this is the keyboard. Pressing E does this. Pressing Q does this. That that type of map. And we were like, this is horrible because the way we were playing, it, it just didn't feel natural. Your fingers are cramping up. So we, for the first fifteen minutes, we looked. Can we rebind these damn things because they suck? And we did. <laughs> so, and you know what? That's a habit that's carried over till now. I mean, every game I play, I'll look at the keyboard configuration setup. And I know it's going to not be what I like, and I just totally remap everything. But yeah, yeah, Dagger Falls was was up there for good intention, but horribly executed. Yeah, and that was pretty much my weekend game. Awesome, dude! Is, uh, yeah, getting all that stuff to work out. Yeah. We gotta dive more in those older games. Um, we have yeah. an Ask Us Anything Variety Pack three. All right, so we're going to try to get through these really quick because we're over two hours right now on the show. <laughs> and right now, the way we're looking at after Lauren and everything, closer to three hours, which means I'm not good to bed till 2 o'clock in the morning. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. But as long as you guys enjoy it, I don't care. So let's get into this and get our thoughts in. Varwin, want to start us off? Yeah, sure. All right, so following suit on our continuing coverage with ESO development, all right, we bring you the major points that we've learned from ZeniMax's latest article, Ask Us Anything Variety Pack 3, published on their site, ElderScrollsOnline.com, on Monday, April 8th. So, uh, let's, let's begin. All right, so when entering PvP in Cyrodiil, your character will be scaled up to level 50, so you will be able to complete with end level com- compete with end-level combatants. However, and I quote, a true level 50 will have the advantage of having more skills and abilities than you, end quote. Um, we're going to have to, I guess we'll go through this quickly and then whatever we we touch on you know i i guess maybe we can bring up it at a later point yeah exactly uh another thing that we learned whereas most quests in game will be given by npcs you can find other quests such as finding books notes corpses etc so quests are going to be coming at you from a lot of different sources in game also um it seems like certain skill ups will happen through finding books as well. Uh, Lou and I actually found a quest off of a dead pirate. Yes, we did. 
We're like, hey, so look, dead body. Let's <laughs> yeah. poke him with a stick. <laughs> uh, the third point that we figured out from this article. All right, here's some info on how fast traveling and way shrines work. And I quote, as long as you have visited a way shrine, you will be able to travel to it. Travel between way shrines is free. So from way shrine to way shrine is free. However, fast traveling to a way shrine from anywhere will cost you gold. And there are limits how often you can do this. So if you're just roaming around, you know, someplace and say, let me go to that way shrine, you can do it, but it's going to cost you gold. But if you go from way shrine to way shrine, totally free. All spells will cast, will be cast through the hot bar or quick slot. So the mouse keys really use, are, are really just swinging your weapon around the hot bar. It's for your spells. Skill lines. You will be able to get most, not all, <clears throat> skill lines. Example, you cannot have both vampire and werewolf skill trees. Racial and class skill lines are also exclusive. The word rating is so 2004. <laughs> this is another thing that we, that I, you know, I learned, we learned. Uh, we don't like the word rating anymore. It's, it's, a, it's an old term. Let's not use it anymore. Um, I will, however, explain what I mean with, with this quote found on the article. The problem here is the definition of the word raid, which means different things to different people. When we say we won't have raids we meant that we won't have raids in the traditional sense of the word. We'll have our own way to get large groups together. There will be abs there. There will absolutely be large group PVE activity in the game, but we're not ready to talk about those systems yet. We have mentioned adventure zones in the past, but we won't go into details until those systems are finalized. End quote. So that makes me happy. Yes, there will be large scale PVE content in the game, but it won't technically be what's what you may know the word rating to mean. Um, all right. And one of our final points as well. Perhaps this next point on phasing in ESO and how Zenimax Online Studios finds a way to keep you with your friends in game is best simply to be read its entirety. So this actually comes directly off of the, the article. The question is by Pavle V, and he asks, you mentioned that there will be permanent character choices that affect the phase of an area. For example, saving a village or not saving a village. Let's say I did save the village and my friend did not. We are not in the same phase how will we be able to play together in that specific zone? And their answer. In some areas, phasing, or layering, as we call it, is not based on a choice, but on whether or not you've done a certain thing yet. In this case, separation from another player would be temporary. In other areas, it can be based off a choice you've made. Those choices tend to come at the end of the activity for an area reducing separation. There are other mechanisms we use to reinforce choice that have nothing to do with layering. You may experience something completely different than someone else based on your individual choices. 
but the ways we show this don't separate you from other areas at all. The latter techniques are used far more frequently than layering. And finally, there are still other solutions we'll discuss later that enable you to better stay together with others, even if you'd normally be in different layers. Also note that layering and channels are not the same thing. The mega server places players intelligently into channels to make sure your gameplay experience is good and to prevent overcrowding. So, if you're in Glenumbra, but you can't see your friend, you may be in a different channel. You'll simply be able to join your friend in their channel or vice versa. Channels, however, will be largely invisible as we'll try to put you in the best channel with the highest preponderance of your social connections. In other words, don't worry, they got your back. Yeah. So that's basically it. Um, that's everything that we learned from um, Ask Us Anything, Variety Pack 3. This reminds me a lot of uh, <clears throat> what Dave and Lou did at PAX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we never lost sight of each other. We may have, you know, had different interactions with NPCs, but we never lost sight of each other. Yeah, and it's it's because of a lot of what they were explaining here. Mm-hmm. What little what I'm getting out of this? What little times that when you're depending on your choices because it can affect the world around you, like we've talked about early on in ESO when they brought BCO ESO was the fact that. Your choices will affect the game. What they're saying is that those effects will only be temporarily temporary until your friends catch up with you in that area. And it's often, like they said, just one quest difference. So if you're leveling up with a friend, you guys went two different areas, within ten minutes probably right be back together again. And able to see each other again. That make any sense? Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, I mean they're they're gonna have to I mean yeah. They answered as best as they could in, in a paragraph or two, but um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more information on this coming down the road later on in the development cycle. So we'll we'll see how exactly this works later on. But you know, Lou, anything to say about all this? Well, as you just mentioned, Joe, you know, in the end, you know, Zoss is looking into it. They know it's a concern. You know, they've done their best so far to explain what they've got working. You know, without obviously breaking anything or revealing too much at this point in time, because it's still in development. So at this point, you know, I would just say for everyone, hey, you know what? In the end, you will find your friends. You're going to find each other regardless, whether it's through the voice chat program you're using, or simply texting each other, what have you, or you know, if you are separated just because of a quest or two, you know, it's not that bad. You know, help to catch up with it. Who knows? Or you know, sooner or later, you will meet up again. But, again, the bottom line is they are looking into it. It's being worked on. Don't let this be a, a factor which drives you away from playing the game. Which I think a lot of people, some people have been, I guess, expressing in other forums. You know, that it, it's a, a main sticking point that, oh, they won't, they won't play this game because I can't find my friends. Seriously? Mm. <laughs> well... I, that's a reasonable thing to be worried about, but it is on them, just like watching a movie, it's on them to deliver that experience to you, both in the capacity of, you know, your experience of playing the game and doing the quests, and having your your party there with you, 
that's all part of it. And they're going to do whatever they can to make that as smooth and best as, as possible. All right, guys. I think it's time to go ahead and move on to our Elder Scrolls. Yay! With the lore master himself, Lewis Alon. Thank you very much, sir. And today's lore segment, going to talk about the return in search of a new home to avenge the fallen. The return. It's a term used for a period of time in the late Marethic era. It is a time that men from the land of Atmora return to Tamriel to settle there permanently. Tamriel would serve as a safety valve for people who, for whatever reason, could not stay in Atmora. Now, the last known major migration was during the era of the Atmoran king, Isgramor, and his sons, Ingo and Igar, who came to Tamriel fleeing civil war in the late Marathic era, along with many others who simply sought peace. However, the Protonords, the Needs, became the victims of a genocidal massacre known as the Night of Tears under the hands of the mayor, yes, the elves. Here, the city of Sarthal is razed to the ground, and most of the first men settlers are eliminated. On a day that's known as the Day of Final Passage, Ysgrimor and his army, the 500 companions, would leave the port of Jilkfruk on the continent of Atmora to sail back to Merith, Tamriel, and take back what was rightfully theirs. On their voyage to Merith, the 500 got caught in what's called the Storm of Separation. As a result, the legendary Isgrimor lost his eldest son, Ingol. Ingol Barrow was made as a proper burial place for an Atmorian warrior. Is that many people? Mm. Not in the game. Yeah. The 500 would arrive at a place that's known as Sark Head, which is part of the Broken Cape, and Sarthal was soon taken back from the mare. Afterward, conference is held, which is known as the Circle of Captains. They were assembled, and it was decided that every captain and his crew should go their own ways. Thus would begin a period of genocidal slaughter of the elves. How pleasant. <laughs> yes. Now, the crew of the Jorvasker, hmm, under command of Jeek of the River, scattered an area, which would later they be called Whiterun Hold. There, they found a mysterious monument. Yes, it's the Skyforge. That was feared by local elves and decided to put it to proper use. Now, the lands of this valley were suitable for harvest as well, and so the captain and his crew would settle there and establish a small town that would still exist into the Fourth Era. Dun, dun, dun. Now, the crews of the Kalkaz, Satan Wraith, and Ilgermet, under the command of Harbinger Ilgermer himself, fought the elves in the area later known as the East March. Here, Ysgrimor would stumble upon his son's grave, and in his grief, would decide to build a great city by the nearby river, the White River, where it met the Sea of Ghosts. Now, this city would serve as a monument to all mankind. It was built by elven captives in the architectural style of Atmora. A long bridge was built as the only entrance to the city so that no elf could ever sneak in unnoticed to avenge his own kin. And this city would then be called and be known as Windhelm. (gasps) (laughs) This period, along with the great expansion of men and a merciless reprisal campaign against the elves, ended with the death of Ysgrimor. News of his death 
which spread like a dark cloud all over Tamriel, and most of the warriors put down their weapons in grief, never to pick them up again. Ysgrimor chose to be buried at sea, looking in the direction of his true homeland at Mora. But even after the death of the Great Harbinger, his castle would serve the High Kings for many generations thereafter. By the end of the return, men had already gained a permanent standing in the lands of Merith, and many ways of Atmorans would follow, seeking new homes due to Atmor suffering a natural disaster and becoming mostly inhospitable. Tamriel would now become the only home refuge for men, and the Atmoran warriors and settlers began their new lives in a land which they would soon come to call, yes, you know it very well, they began to call it Skyrim. <gasps> Lou, do you happen to know off the top of your head um, when the Merethic era was? Like what, what era? Not off the top of my head, but if you see the progression of the eras on the timeline, this precedes the first era. Okay, this so is it's... the time. This is the time of the very first people and the very first mayor all uh, are in existence. So you've got all the types of elves. You know, the snow elves are in existence. Okay, before they become the farmer. Okay, and the sea elves. I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, the Daedra still walk. Like they, they're able to walk the lands at this time. Correct. Yes. Yes, the Merthic Era is also synonymous with what they call the Mythic Era of, of Tamriel, because remember, everyone's out and about. <laughs> so it's okay? before the First Era. Yes, before you know time is being recorded in that sense. So Windhelm is actually older than the First Era. Yes. Holy God. All those cities, Sarthal, when you, when you do the College of Winterhold quest, yeah. Sarthal that- is that old. That makes the the Skyforge older than that. When did when was the Skyforge formed? No one knows. I made the finding. Remember, this is something an artifact that was already in existence in that area of White Run. That the the Elves fear. Okay, oh remember the Mare were there first. The Mare actually existed in Tamriel before the men men came over Matt Mora. Okay, so it was there before then, and they don't know where it came from. Kind of makes you wonder who built it, right? It's like a little mystery. Yeah, Silk Daedra. <laughs> Damn Cylons! Hi guys. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> we have our final chapter of our five star review shoutouts. So the last week we're going to do them for uh, yeah. various reasons. We we still love reading your reviews. Please send them into iTunes. We read them religiously, honestly. Uh, the final one, De- Lou, would you uh, regale us, please? Sure thing. Our final, well, I would say final, but our five-star review shout-out from America. America. From Martin B. This one's for you, Mr. Martin B. Mr. Martin B. And our final thoughts of this evening, gentlemen. Uh, my final thought is... <laughs> Eve Arwen. Oh, man. Big show. Um... <clears throat> Tear to the eye um, for Skyrim's dev cycle, you know, coming to a close. Uh, really, really happy of all the wonderful memories that that Skyrim has has brought me, brought us. So I just want to say thank you to Bethesda for um, making such a wonderful game, a game that I've enjoyed thoroughly through and through. Um, right now, as it stands. I think Skyrim is probably 
I'm going I'm to go a little conservative on this, and I'm going to say that Skyrim occupies one of the top three best games I've ever played in my life. And that's even going all the way back to the original Nintendo. It's, it's that great. Um, the Elder Scrolls series is by far and away the single greatest video game series I've ever played. Um, it's my opinion. Uh, you know, I'm sure you know many many would say yay or nay for it, but it to me that's that's what it is. And um, you know, I just want to thank the developers uh, for all of their hard work and dedication to the game for the many many years that they developed it, and then went further with the DLC. And uh, I appreciate it. So thank you. And Lou, I just want to ca- uh, carry on with what Varn was saying before. I just want to give a great big thank you to the crew at Bethesda who came up with and developed and saw through The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Mm. Thank you for all of your hard work and dedication. I'm sad that there's no more DLC, but as a PC player, I am fortunate enough to be part of that community that actually has the amount of community to give this life, to give this game more life, you know, to keep it going. You know, for me, I'm still finding stuff out in this game. Uh, so again, thank you for all the hard work. Looking forward to Elder Scrolls Six. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave. Um. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm going to say definitely. This game ranks in my top 37. Hopefully, your top five as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm. I'm definitely. This game just really. Without playing Skyrim, I would have not have ever touched ESO. Ever. Mm. And ever? ever, ever. Ever, ever. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm for real. I'm just <laughs> I would not have touched it. And I'm you know, it, it I'm really glad that I was brought into playing this game because it is it's worth it. And it it really has been, and I'm excited for ESO because of Skyrim. And Aaron, your final thoughts, please. My final thought is I'm a little sad that the era of Skyrim is over, but I'm happy for the new beginnings that are going to come from it. In the meantime, I will stick to my previous Elder Scrolls games and enjoy them thoroughly, as I always will, because it is by far the best series I've ever played. All right. How to reach us, gentlemen. You can find all of our amazing articles that come out every week from our amazing uh, writing staff at Ellis Rolls Off the Record at. <laughs> I don't say gmail.com. Nope. Ellis Rolls Off the Record.com is our website. Go check it out, guys. You can see our shows. You can see all of our amazing articles. Again, that's Ellis Rolls Off the Record.com. QuestGamingNetwork.com is our main portal site. We have a lot of g- general gaming articles up there as well. And I would definitely keep an eye on that website during E3, guys. Oh, yeah. Hint, hint. record at gmail.com is our email address. Send us in your MP3 voice voice calls. We like, to try to ask the, we like to ask you keep them around two minutes long. Don't go over that. It gets a little taxing when you do. YouTube.com forward slash OTR is our YouTube, YouTube channel. You can see all of our videos there, which are pretty much just these recordings. <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network is our main YouTube channel. We have a whole bunch of videos up there, guys, ranging back all the way from me and Yvarlon playing Borderlands 2 and further back. 
So uh, check those out, guys. Uh, don't forget our $10 mentions. If you want to shout out to your guild for Elder Scrolls Online, just go to our website, Elder Scrolls Off the Record. At, I almost did it again, Varwin. Elseswasoffthrecord.com and click on the donate button and just follow the instructions right there. Uh, where to listen to us? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zoom, RSS Feed. Use your favorite RSS Feed reader. Found on our website and all of our episode posts. It's a little tiny link down the bottom. We recommend Podkicker or, RS- or RSS Demon on Google Play Store. Don't forget our other show, Minecraft Off the Record. We record every Sunday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we are doing some pretty awesome things with our server, guys. If you ever been curious about Minecraft, and come check it out, you will like it. We've had a couple people from who have listened to the show who have went and listened to Minecraft and have joined our server. It's been quite exciting to have them in there. On Twitter, this show is at Elder Scrolls OTR. I can be found at the Widget W I G I T. Mystery Varwin can be found at Evarwin. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N, in case you misspell it all the time like I do. Lou is at GamerGuy11B. Dave is at D-Enforce. D-I-E-N. Hold it, I don't have it cute. Force. There we go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Shank can be found at Shank T-H Tank. Uh, Aaron, you want to let everyone know where you can be found on Twitter? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> you must be muted or something like that. Probably. <laughs> All right. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is... <laughs> yeah, I got oh, okay. I must have been muted. Yeah, you were muted. Do you want to give everyone your Twitter? Yes, it's at uh, Macardia, M-A-K-A-R-D-I-A. And just to remind everybody that Aaron is officially a staff member on the Minecraft Off the Record show. So we'd like to welcome him to the cast. Um, hey, Aaron. Really, guys, hey, really quick, if you don't mind, can I give you a quick, really quick update on my book? Of course. No. <laughs> yes, do it. We are yes. on the final chapters of editing. So we are just about done with the final edit of the book. And after that, it goes to uh, the cover and then to print, guys. It's coming to print very, very soon. I believe either the first week of June or the first week of July. I'll, I'll let everybody know officially when I get that, which will be coming up very, very soon. I'll get an official date and let wow. everybody know. So it's coming soon. Wow. So close, man. After all this time, yeah. yeah. Final reality for you, Joe. I'm excited. I don't Thank have you. an e-reader, so I haven't been able to check it out yet. So I'm And I'm a big fan of the actual book. Well, so I definitely got to pick it up. You'll have a book. From what I know, <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> It's coming out in paperback and e-reader form, the fully edited e-reader form, <laughs> so it's good. And they are doing special edition signed copies that they will be selling as well. I'll give you guys more information on that as that comes out. Uh, this was Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. And I just want to say foos for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Don't forget to give us a uh, subscribe, follow up on uh, Elder Scrolls. Uh, off the record YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR may the foos be with you take care everyone glad you're all here hope to see you all again next week I'm not going to say shadow hide you because that's for losers I'm going to say light reveal you (laughs) 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 I'll feed you saying everybody shadow hide you jerk Who's wrote
as he was taking my spot, I think I should have final say. Dave, what do you think? He's going to be better than Shank. Bring him in. Wow. (laughs) Zing. Zinga. Kissing the night away. (laughs) Kissing the night away. He takes a whiskey drink. He takes a lager drink. (laughs) Your nickname is now Mac. Yeah. (laughs) Can I call you MacGyver? The look on your face is priceless. If it makes you, if it makes you happy, <laughs> it would it would mean the world. <laughs> you know what though? I mean, like I could totally rock like the old man telling a story thing with a squeaky chair like this. <laughs> you totally could. You could, and just every time it squeaks, you around. Like, this <laughs> Let me tell you the next part of the story, Sonny. <laughs> no, Dave, you're an old hag. Stay wild. <laughs> wild and listen. Shoddycast is saying, if Arwen, I'll give you $50 to read it to me at night. <laughs> Not only will you have the book read to you for $50, but you'll also get all the exclusive nightmares that would happen as a result. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Kyle. It's sitting next to him in a nice, big, comfy chair as he dreams away in his sleep. Arwen <laughs> there, breathing heavy. Touching the guy's face. <laughs> yeah. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> yes. When are you going to bed? <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be able to sleep from all the touching. He's going to lean over and lick the tear off. <laughs> you have soft thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man of our when I wish I had your voice skills. I'm like... I like licking your forehead. Oh, God. Wow. Who's <laughs> <laughs>